Eric Spoelstra, I love you. Let Bam shoot threes. Stop restricting him from shooting threes because it's not a part of the offense. Those three have stayed together way past what anyone thought they would. Hey. And it's worked. Fucking weirdo. Uh. He, he is, Skip Bayless is a fucking weirdo. That's the thing stopping them from reaching the Super Bowl the last couple of years. Because if they beat the Chiefs, they probably beat, I'm going to be honest, they probably beat the Bengals. Uh, not sitting at home. He's probably somewhere doing something stupid, but without zero rings on his fingers. Mm-hmm. Zero. That dude is going to be a loser forever. And I love it. There's too much to talk about this week. And all of it, all of it has to do with basketball, Daryl. Uh, so, this is the Beards and Balls podcast, and not all of us had a great game seven last night. Daryl, oh, well, okay. Yeah, I, this is Anthony F. You can follow me at Pornerun underscore 19 on, uh, on Twitter. And uh, Daryl, where can they follow you? They can follow me at 3Ds1J on Twitter and the Coach Challenge on Twitch, where I will be bitching about what the Heat need to do this offseason. Um, Does that involve getting shooters? Because talk about involves, okay, so so I have to I do have to bring the first thing I want to bring up about this the Heat that drove me insane the entire. I've never seen such spottier shooting. Because because one night. You have them. Okay, here's the thing that I don't get, Daryl. How can they all have off nights on the same nights? It, because Anthony, this is what happens, and it, and it was all a cute story, and it worked out for the regular season, and it worked out the first two series. But when you have a team that is comprised of guys like Max Struess, so former G Leaguer, for a reason, Gabe Vincent, who has been struggling to get playing time until this season, um. You look at Caleb Martin, who uh, he's not been a G leaguer, but he was a bottom of the bench player for the the Hornets, or he might have started. I can't fucking remember. I, honestly, and I can't be asked to look it up right now. Uh, but when or Duncan Robinson, who went completely ghost after like what game one of the <laughs> of the fucking Hawks series. When you have a bunch of people that are G league players, it doesn't matter how good your system is, how hard you make these guys work, how good they progress within a system. You need guys that can get it done. And this goes to my point about this team construction as a whole. I'm sorry, but Bam as a center cannot be your number two option. And that and that's been the problem most of the series is that guys like Tyler Hero, who I would give him a pass for this series because he had the hamstring injury. But before yeah. that, this dude was pretty much useless. Um, but most of the playoffs, uh, Max Struess, who's been on and off, he's in spotty because that's just who he is. Cal Lowry, I know he's had the hamstring injury, but if you're playing, then I have to evaluate your performance based on the way you played. He came up big, big in game six. Game seven, he was almost non-existent. Um, you know, it's uh, funny because if you think about it, all you need to do is get five more points out of him. Five. And you win that game by one. The way he started that game was absolutely awful. Because um, the one thing I will say is I did but- – uh, I was happy it was a close game. Mm-hmm. I was at the very least happy mm-hmm. it was 100 to 96, right? Mm-hmm. Four-point game. Um, relatively low scoring comparatively speaking when it comes to the other. Yeah. The other yeah. Uh, who would have thought, man, when we were watching highlights the other day where you're seeing scores that are like 79 to 80 in the fourth quarter 
<laughs> like it, now it's like, well, yeah, hundred is that hundreds, a uh, hundred to ninety six. That's low scoring. Yeah, man. But between those guys, uh, Dwayne Dedman has basically been useless the whole playoffs, and he was a rotational player. So Miami had to shrink the rotation down even more. PJ Tucker went missing the last couple of games of the series. I think he was playing way too much. Um, Bam uh, had a couple of good games during this run, but and and I I said this a couple all. months ago, and I'm gonna say it again. First of all, Bam and Jimmy do do not work together, and it, and it's not to say that they need to be traded. I think they need to do during this offseason need to work on the chemistry on court because game seven was the first time in a long time that I've seen Bam, Bam and Jimmy play together well and not getting each other's way because Bam was hitting, you know, a lot of hook shots, jump shots. He was staying out of the paint for the most part. And when he went to the paint, he was deliberate, which I want to see more of that from him. But at the same time, if Bam, Bam should be operating more in the mid range to, you know, maybe hitting a couple of corner threes, doing what PJ Tucker was doing, but he can't, because they don't have a five that they can depend on. So they have to run well, small like ball talked, all the time. It's like we talked about. He's he, he's not a center. Okay, he, I was going to say he's not a center. He's a powerful. Okay. I know, I know, I know. Positionless basketball, positionless basketball, whatever. But in this, in this case, putting him in the five when he's that undersized for a, a, for a five is just not going to work. It, it's just not. No, because – and people are saying, oh, well, Robert Williams had him locked up every game except for game seven. Yes, because Bam struggles to finish against people with a very long wingspan, a wide wingspan. That's what, you know, Robert Williams has. So, of course, Bam is going to struggle. Also, when Bam is open, Miami doesn't get him the ball unless Tyler Hero is on the court or, you know, Kyle Lowry is on the court. He doesn't get the ball because there were a couple of occasions where he'll get in the post, mm-hmm. get a smaller dude position up and then a dumbass shot will go up or he'll be wide open. And then somebody takes a stupid ass three. And I'm just like, if for Bam to do everything within his offense, the amount of screens that he sets with these dudes, y'all can't get him the damn ball. So I'm next year's being the main one that pisses me off. Do you think that they're, when that offense is on the court, they need to be more willing to bend to what they're being given because it feels like everything that they do is, you have to do this by this. This person's going to be there. You get it to them. They 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 take that shot. No matter what it feels like. When it My feels problem like, with Miami. Uh, okay, my bad. No, no, no. I, I mean, I think like like we're saying. I think they're very they're very restricted to their system to the point where it becomes kind of a detriment to the offense. It slows it down. Or there's just missed opportunities, like you said. Someone will be open and and they just won't get it to him. Bam will be open and they just won't get it to him. And that's a problem because there is no reliable number two. Well, okay, you have Jimmy and Bam, right? But they need another, they need those role players to go around them. And like you said, they just don't have the talent. What what are they going to do moving forward with? Well, okay, let's look at uh, with Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. Well, um, I to the to the first question, I will say that I think that Miami is handicapped by their roster construction. They have to mm-hmm. follow the strict three point shooting heavy heavy roster because Max Struess can drop to the rim, but that's not something he can do consistently against good defenders. Um, Kayla Martin, like, what is his talent other than shooting threes? 
Uh, Gabe Vincent is a decent three-point shooter, but he can't really do much of anything else. Kyle Lowry is old and slow. Um, Tyler Hero is got a short wingspan, so it's hard for him to finish against a team like Boston, who has great interior defenders. Um, which is hard for him to score on the perimeter because they have good perimeter defenders, and if somebody isn't creating open space for him, he can't do it for himself. And, and just so, one big problem with Tyler Hero. I know you talked about the reliance on the three, and this mm-hmm. this is a big. This is my big problem with the NBA is that so many teams think that they're the Warriors in the in the way that they're we're going to rely on we're going to live or die by it, but they there there aren't enough shooters to go around, and everybody thinks that See, they are great shooters. But here's the problem with Miami. Mm-hmm. There was enough great shooters to go around until they, until they just decided, hey, I'm just not going to be able to shoot today. Mm-hmm. And, look, well, and look, I know I it, it's mm-hmm. at the end of the day, to answer your second question about Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero or whatever question it was that I lost count already. Yeah, no, yeah that, that's the one. Um, okay. <laughs> um Tyler Hero, I know a lot of people love him in the Heat fan base. But if you're telling me that your window closes with Jimmy Butler, he doesn't fit the timeline. He's no. he's only I know he's only 22. This dude cannot dribble to create his own shot. There was multiple times during the uh Atlanta and Philly series where they were just throwing two bodies at him or trapping him. Or pressing him full court and he just turned the ball over for no fucking reason because he can't, he doesn't know how to beat a damn double team. He's been in the league for three years. You should know say, at this point. I was going to say, at this point, dribbling, okay. Which, uh, you know what, Brown Joe, just, that you, problem, but he say, is, you know what? You just keep going because I, I don't even <laughs> want to get into that. Just, but, <laughs> but Jalen Brown makes up for it. But J- exactly because he's more talented you know? than Tyler Hero. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, think, I mean, he's not limited. Tyler Hero is. He is the most I, – I, I, I am so sick of this fan base hyping up Jamal Crawford, uh, budget Jamal Crawford, hyping up budget Lou Williams. That, that, that's who Tyler Hero is. He is not a dynamic scorer that you can depend on to win you a game in a clutch situation. He is a he, – he can be, but he's not that consistently, and I don't think he'll ever become that because if you look at Miami's offense, a lot of what he does is through BAM. It's through Jimmy running these these little fucking these these dribble handoffs for him and getting the moving shots. It's not an efficient offense. I, I'm gonna look up his stats real quick. Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero. Okay, because I have him right playoff here. Playoff stats. His playoff stats. So because yeah. I'm, it's funny because I'm looking at his uh, 2021, 22, uh, 2022 um, stats, and he averages 20. But that feels like it's a deceptive 20, doesn't it? It's it's not no. Here's the thing with Tyler Hero during okay. the regular season. Regular season, mm-hmm. I got it, I get it. It was it was good because I knew what he was in this offense, and he operated well as that. So he, he only averaged bench. in the postseason. He mm-hmm. remember how we we're talking about how how Tim Duncan and Jimmy Butler elevate their average points scored in the playoffs. He his so, always goes down. Oh, his, his, oh, his his plummets. Because he he went from twenty point seven <laughs> points in the regular season to twelve point six, looking mm-hmm. a full on eight point one. Just er, my math's wrong. An an almost eight point deduction there. Because and it, 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 I mean it's just and look I mean his field goal percentage. Look at his three point percentage by the way. 
from 39 percent to 22 because this has happened two years in a row and it's because in the playoffs and i tell people this all the fucking time the playoffs is when you find out what a player truly is you know, sometimes you have those guys like Kent Bazemore a couple of years ago that you know they had a random stretch where they got hot and they just went fucking stupid and got that big contract and then flamed out but most of the time but Kent Bazemore was pretty much an unproven commodity at that point yeah. in basketball in the playoffs this team is is trying to beat you four times so they're keying in and they're looking at how to specifically to stop you. This is not like you're playing a regular season team and only get like two days to prepare to play. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. These guys are, are keying in to stop you. And so what the thing is with Tyler Hero is that what teams are doing is they're basically saying when they know Bam has the ball in the three-point line, they're bringing that defender that's supposed to guard Tyler Hero up to that screen, up, up to that, that dribble handoff. And so they're cutting off, they're hedging that dribble handoff. And Tyler Hero has no dribble moves to get himself open. Yeah. And so once they cut off that 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 area, he just shoots that shit contested and it doesn't go in a good bit of the time. This is the second playoffs in a row. If you if you average the two playoff runs from this year and last year, he's shooting under 40%. And if the, and if he's supposed to be progressing and this is the better version of Tyler Hero from his rookie season when he actually had a good playoff run or a decent one. I don't like the trend of this. And this is going to continue because the core of this team is not going to change unless somebody like a Tyler hero is moved. And if that doesn't change and he's still here, teams are going to continue to play the heat the same way. And I don't think there's any change in the heat's offensive system. That's going to accommodate somebody like a Tyler hero, which is my problem with, which has been my problem with him since he's gotten here. And my problem with this fan base is everybody, all these Tyler hero stands are coming out the world works. Oh, we need to trade bam. We need to trade bam. We need to trade bam. If if you I know Bam offensively was very frustrating at points in this series, but if you watch Miami's defense with him off the court, it's almost non-existent. He makes that defense go. There is no Miami Heat as a first seed without Bam Adebayo's defense because mm-hmm. when he's out, this team is terrible on defense. It's awful because they have no. There is no other big man on that team, and I'm talking about the the, the fucker Romero Yurt Seven, who's basically just skinny in his canner. I'm not calling him by his, his new name. Stupid ass shit. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Tyler Hero. Oh. So for the last three postseasons, his averages are 16 points. Last year, 9.3 points. This year, mm-hmm. 12.6. Now, not- last year, his uh, his three-point percentage was sitting at, what are we looking at, 31.6%, which is yep. not a, Look, it's not great, but it's not as bad as 229 this year, it, 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 he, it, I mean, it's here's the problem with it. I, I he's supposed to be the sharpshooter for this team, I right? Know. Off the bench, he, he's supposed to be that guy. If he's not hitting those shots, then what is his what is his point? Because he can't play defense, he can't play mate. His only and that's my problem. My, my main issue with Tyler Hero, when people are saying, Oh, Tyler Hero is the future, keep him. What does he? What value does he add other than scoring? And he can only efficiently score at one level, and that's the mid range. And people aren't giving him that in the playoffs. Well, he can't get open. How is he going to be your sharpshooter if he can't create his own shot? Hey, thank you, Anthony. But it, like, just doesn't make any sense to me. One level score. How? How moving forward are you the future of the team? And somebody, oh, well, he can Kyle develop Carver. that. But Cal Corver can but, hit but, threes but, though. That I, well, I know, but 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 what I, I guess what I, what I was gonna say about him is remember how like the conditions had to be just like that dude, 
Ooh, and but they did a good job of getting him open. But th- that's the he needs that kind of levels of openness just to be decent. It's not even Kyle Corver levels of good. The, it's, that you, that can't be your sharpshooter. That can't be your sharpshooter. It's not even a sharpshooter. People want him to be the star. How can how can you be the star? Well, I don't get, I don't get all why. of your offense. Is it because he did that from, one smirk that one time? It's because I'm telling you. I'm not going to get into that on the podcast. We'll talk about that later. I, but, I, I know where you're going but, with it. And we'll, but we'll, we'll, we'll I'm just saying that. the city and they love they Tyler Hero is such a he's such a polarizing figure in the they NBA. They call them great white smirks, Daryl. They call the, them great white hopes. OK, they've existed in sports that are, are predominantly uh, minority, you know, minority majority mm-hmm. the great white hopes have always existed it, it, it's like for some reason like, they just max Struess is better than him though i know right max Struess is a more versatile player max mm-hmm. Struess can actually play defense he was playing great defense on jason tatum at times during this series mm-hmm. and jalen brown he can actually get to the rim and it does frustrate me with some of the shots that max Struess takes and i know that max Struess is also another player who struggles to create his own shot mm-hmm. but i'd rather have somebody who is versatile and can score at more than one level and 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 you know can play some fucking defense than somebody who is i know tyler hero is still young but tyler hero can't pass he can't he cannot he turns the ball over way too much for the amount of minutes that he not for the amount of minutes that he plays, but the role that he has within the offense, it just it doesn't work. It doesn't make sense to have a guy who can only exceed if somebody like Bam is sacrificing his offense for him. I have that problem with Max Struess as well. I have that problem uh, with Duncan Robinson. Those are three players on your team that your second best player has to sacrifice his game for. That is not going to be successful. You don't ask Jalen Brown to sacrifice his game for Jason Tatum. Those two work in tandem to make it happen. You don't ask uh, Clay Thompson to sacrifice his game for Steph Curry in the sense that you have Clay Thompson running around and setting screens for Steph to get him open and, and only doing that to get him open. And that's the only way Steph can get his game going. Now somebody say, oh, well, they have Draymond for that. And, and, and uh, Bam can be Miami's Draymond. You but know, good, not. and Draymond has even said this that Bam has a way better offensive skill set than yes, Draymond he does. has. Look, and Draymond two, at this point is, is a one dimensional guy. But it, but here's my thing if you want Bam to be Draymond, then fine. But if you think Tyler Hero is Clay fucking Thompson or Katie, you're fucking insane. He's not that guy. And, and, and my thing is, is that Tyler Hero is 22, coming off of a most of his six man of the year. Uh, candidacy and could have potentially been most improved player his value is no higher than it's going to be right now attach Duncan Robinson and whatever fucking pick you have in the next 10 years or whenever Miami's next draft pick is coming up get that man going I'm not saying that Tyler Hero will never be great that is not me for me to determine I don't like making projections it's not the place for him to be doing this and if Miami's window does not fit with his timeline by the time Tyler Hero would reach that point which is probably I don't know how long it's going to take him to get a, a consistent handle and a, a consistent three point shot. And that's assuming that's assuming defense. that he does. That that that's the other exactly. thing. We assume, we have to assume that he's going to as as opposed to. So here's what I'm the other thing. Bam is what 24, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. There's only two. This is what I. This is one of those things where I don't get where it's like everybody, uh, everyone that you're talking about these people who are very much in the Tyler Hero camp, as for some reason not in the Bam camp. 
or just can't exist in both. The idea that oh, that 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 Tyler here is only twenty two. Well, Bam's only twenty four. That's who you. That's that's the star of your team. That is the guy. That is your team. That is that is the foundation that your team should be built upon, and everything that that everyone on that roster should be brought in to complement him, to make him better. It's like with what the Mavericks are going to have to do with Luca. You have to find players who are going to complement the way he plays, and not just complement, but elevate it. And. That's why they brought in a Cal Lowry, and he did that until. And I also you don't know. like PJ Tucker being six five and being their power forward. Not to say that a six five power forward can't exist. It's just for some reason I'm like, you have Bam, Bam's a, Bam's Bam's a better defender. Bam could could very well. He would benefit much more from being at the four. Well, I think Miami would benefit no. more from having a 6'10 PJ Tucker in that fucking spot. That's what that's what Bam can be, but better. I don't have a problem with PJ Tucker this season with starting the with the way the roster okay, was okay. Constru- was constructed. Mm-hmm. But I have a I'm gonna have a problem with it with him being 38 next year, him being in that same role because you saw what happened in the playoffs. He's playing too many minutes. God, PJ Tucker is always gonna, gonna give you effort. He is going to be one of those players where he can play until he's 40 because he doesn't he's he's going to give you effort. But in terms of being a starting player, that ship sailed last year. He got his championship and he didn't even play that many minutes with. I don't think he played as many minutes with Milwaukee as he did with Miami. I'm going to check that real quick to make sure I'm not I'm not lying here. But I mean, I'm just going to make sure BJ Tucker is 36. He's going to be 37 next year. He played. Look, I mean, if you're going to bring in a veteran. So how much did, did PJ average? He put 7. up 7.6 points. He was he was their glue guy essentially this year. So so really what up, they what they what but Miami needs in a way Boston kind of weirdly did it right even though you kind of when you first hear it it kind of makes you giggle a little bit when you think about the fact that Al Horford has really made a, as big of an impact on that team as he has but he has. Uh, no, but if you remember last year, the reason why he didn't even play much with OKC was because mm-hmm. he was playing too well. They had to sit yeah. him in order to yeah. tank. But, and, and so my point is Miami needs to bring in someone. Uh, if you're going to have, if you're going to bring in a veteran center, someone who's, who, 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 who has proven that sure. They may not be the thing that, that ignites your offense or your team, but they're reliable. Cause that's what Al Horford has done for the Celtics and it's worked. It's but worked. see, here's the problem with that. And you, and you they need that, them. and they need a spark on the offensive end because th- I think that was the main issue. Jimmy, think- J- when Jimmy's knee went down, when Jimmy's knee went to shit, they had nothing. They could they couldn't get anything going without Jimmy. Gonna be they agent. need a second three level scorer. But you got Zach Levine. I know Donovan's okay. not, but he's pissed off. Bradley's so, so going to be funny. a free agent because Zach Levine is one of those guys where I have zero idea what he's going to do. I'm hearing L.A. Some people are saying maybe Atlanta. I'm hearing a multitude of things. I mean, there's a bunch of teams that need them right now. Well, yeah. Especially he, with Jalen Br- with the. I mean, look, mm-hmm. if I'm Miami, I make that hard, the hardest push you possibly can, because you guys were in the Eastern Conference finals. That should be a selling point to a guy like him. Like, hey, yeah. you, you come in. Can you imagine if you have a roster where he's been where he's added on top of what you have with Jimmy Butler and Bam? 
Bro, he will be if he can stay healthy. He's the perfect player to play in Miami because he is. He he wouldn't even have for to stay everybody, the entire season because you guys are already well like for what you guys do in the regular season. Mm-hmm. You he would be able to not have to carry a lo- the the load there offensively between him and Jimmy, assuming that that it you know it all works out. I think that for every what everybody thinks Tyler Hero can be. Zach exactly. Levine is already that and more, mm-hmm. and he's <laughs> talking about a guy who has improved his game, mm-hmm. <laughs> like massively improved his game. Because mm-hmm. if I'm correct, there was a time where he couldn't defend at all. No, he couldn't. And in Minnesota, he was a terrible defender. Mm-hmm. In his first couple I, of years man, in Chicago, he was bad I too. For, I always forget. I always forget about Minnesota. I I really Zach Levine's only 26. This. <laughs> So whoever gets him is going to get him for a while. Yep. At least until he's 30. Yeah, and then, but you know what? That's a four-year window. That's yep. four whole years. And honestly, with a team like the Heat, that's the exact perfect window that you need. You just take so much pressure off of Jimmy. And also, people forget Zach Levine came into the league as a point guard. So you have Maybe somebody who was able to get the ball to Bam – in the starting lineup, but I hope that it, whoever, because I'm, you know, I've doubted Pat wrong, uh, Pat before, and I've been wrong. I assume that he's probably going to get one of these guys, the Bradley Beal, Zach Levine, Dunk, I mean, not Duncan Robinson. I forgot about uh, Bradley Beal. Um, but Donovan Mitchell or somebody, right? But that can't be it. And it, my, my main thing this offseason is please get a five that can stretch the floor so that Bam can move to the four and be allowed to not be this float guy and then having to set screens for everybody. And because this offense has to transform and it's not going to transform with Bam at the five next season. Again, that, that experiment has ran its course and it's obvious is not going to work. Omer, your seven is not going to turn into that guy in one off season. And I don't think he'll ever be that guy. He's always going to be a bench center. Cannot be him. I don't know who that guy is in free agency. I would like Miles Turner, but I know that's not going to happen. Well, I Minnesota. mean, if if you were to only add Zach Levine, you're looking at mm-hmm. well, Struss is is obviously he's not starting, you know. Oh hell no! Uh, and, and and so I mean, what you're looking at having Lowry, Jimmy. If we're going with as what you have, if you only added Zach Levine, uh, PJ mm-hmm. Bam, and then Levine. Could that work if you kept Bam at the five? No, right. As that, that has the everything end. starts. Everything starts with him with him being at the four. And and I will say this: if you keep Bam at the five, you need to get a four that can stretch the floor out, so that you're not having Bam get double teamed, or maybe the they pull that too. best defender out of the paint. You're, you're basically going to force them to say either we're going to stop that three in the corner, or we're going to stop Bam from getting the shot inside. And Bam is a great passer, so if they have a guy that's floating. He's going to be able to get the ball to the open, man. I have full faith that he can do that. You need you need a stretch big, essentially. If, if we're going to go positionless, we can't have P.J. Tucker, who, I mean, he is a stretch four technically, but he can only get his shot off of corner shots. I, I'm talking about a true, a true stretch four that can hit shots top of the key from the wings, corners. And right now, Miami doesn't have that. So... To sum it I thought all the, my... that the Morris twin we got would have been that, but then Nikola Jokic decided to 
Joe his damn spine and then fuck his back up and he didn't play so for the rest of the What season, are the chances so. that it's not even the right the, the right Morris brother? This is a joke. Well, obviously. the better one is with Los Angeles or oh yeah. wow, oh my god. The fact you know, look, hey, the fact that, that they they have they have openly stated that 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 they that they would uh, they've switched around before, maybe not in basketball games, but you never know, Daryl. Mm-hmm. You never know with those guys. <sighs> I guess in summary, Bam needs to be a power forward, or at least play the four. Yeah, and y'all need a, y'all need another shooter who is way better than uh, Strauss and Hero. Now, do you still like Hero consistent. coming off the bench though? The way if, he is, if, I don't think that there's a way you can get somebody like a Zach Levine or a Bradley Beal or a um, Donovan Mitchell without him being involved in the trade. And, and that's, that, and that's yeah. the main conundrum that I think a lot of Heat fans, not just Tyler Hero stands, those people are crazy, but I think a lot of Heat fans have come to like Tyler, and I think Tyler had a good regular season. I'm not completely just throwing him off to the wayside. I'm no. just saying if this team wants to win a championship within the next two years, which I figure is the window that's remaining for Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. then they have to go and get a guy who can consistently get it done and give you 20 a game without your team having to sacrifice defense when he's on the court or having to sacrifice playmaking when he's on the court. So, you know, or having to sacrifice your second best player currently on the roster and completely take him out of the offense and out of the offensive rhythm. And that's what they have to do when Tyler Hero is out there with them. Man, so Miami has a lot of things that they're going to need to take care of in this offseason. But the crazy thing is, though, Y'all still made it to Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. See, that's the, that's the so, thing. It's so like, that, you did it, and you did it in spite of these problems. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like half of it is just Jimmy willing y'all there. Yep. Because holy crap, man! One more thing, Eric Spoelstra, I love you. Let Bam shoot threes. Stop restricting him from shooting threes because it's not a part of the offense. If Bam hits at least 30% of his threes, it unlocks so much more of this fucking offense. This is what I'm telling you, Daryl, about this this whole thing that they're chained down by this is the system and we have to run this system and we have to stick to it. There needs to be some... Okay, this is the difference between all all other teams' basketball in the league and the Warriors' basketball. When the Warriors are... And I know... And I'm not talking necessarily about who they have on there, but... When they play out there, doesn't it seem fun, Daryl? Doesn't it seem yeah, infectiously just, fun? They're just—it's uh, obvious go, that, that Kerr has flow. a system, but everything is just based on who has the momentum. What what what's the what are they what's the flow us? of the offense looking like? What are they giving us? Take advantage of that, and everything else will work off of that. With Miami, it's hey, you do this, this, this. Bam, you come down the court with the ball, dribble handoff. Set a little 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 brush screen. Go to the paint. Whoever's got the ball, either shoot, or you're gonna drive, kick out to the corner. PJ shoots a three, or Jimmy, you just get the ball and do whatever the fuck you want. And that, that's that's the offense, which is not an offense. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. It's it, it's not an efficient or it's not going to be a successful in the long run offense. And I think we should pivot since we do have them brought up now. But Daryl. Mm-hmm. We have to talk about the Warriors and how they are back into the goddamn finals and how, how think about this. Think about Mm. this. Imagine if, 
a few years ago, mm-hmm. Kevin Durant, James Harden, and, and Russ had decided, yeah, let's not all split up. <laughs> let's give it another two years to get better to the point where we were already in the finals. They all averaged almost 20 points a game that season. Like it's insane. And the reason I bring that up is because you look at the others, you look at what the Warriors have done. Those three have stayed together way past what anyone thought they would. And it's worked because, and it's the same thing. This is the same thing Boston has done. They've drafted really well around their guys. They have a few stars, but they've drafted really well. And they've picked up some really good players along the way. And it's just really smart moves. And look, I gave what's his name a hard time when he just, just for, for having all those number one picks and, or those first round picks and never really getting anything out of them with the Celtics. Um, My God, their GM president, whatever he is now, Uh, former coach, Brad Stevens. Oh yeah. 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 You know, but, but it's working. Whatever they're doing right now is working. Uh, uh, Ume, uh, oh my god, I can never fucking say it. Ume Udoka. Yes, ah, yes. Who's a lucky man because I found out today he is married to Nia Long. Yeah, you didn't know that? No, I did not know that until this. I was I was on my way back home from Atlanta. And by the way, it's like the the It's her and like her and Gabrielle Union and. Mm Oh, dog, don't mean something. No, no, man. Come on, no. I know. No, I know. I know. Uh, hey, look, the luckiest <laughs> man on the planet, Dwayne Wade. Well, you know what's oh, funny? Yeah. I walked into Target the other day, and I'm, I'm looking, mm-hmm. I was just looking for uh, just a regular pack of socks. I look off to the side, and I'm like, oh, look at these long socks. I'm like, what does that say on that label? The Dwayne Wade mm-hmm. collection. Oh, yeah, the stance socks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, do I have to get some of these now? Because they have because they're D-Wade's. <laughs> I'm like that one has bananas on them. I'm buying that. I- I'm gonna get that one next. Uh, but yeah, no, it was. Man, the Celtics are <laughs> the Celtics are fucking. Remember, remember. Okay, so Reggie Miller brought up this great point. Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought I hadn't thought about it like this about the Celtics mm-hmm. and how they struggled early in the season. Yep. And I, was it was it Reggie Miller? Either way, or might have been Chris Mannix. Mm-hmm who brought it up, but he, he made this excellent point where he's like, you know, you look at all the troubles that they had in that first, what month, two months, maybe two months. And he said it was very much Udoka coaching all of the bad habits that mm-hmm. Boston had, that that team had picked up, you know, with Brad Stevens and uh, all those years and kind mm-hmm. of fixing that team because they, they, you know, you saw how they played, you know, before all this, mm-hmm. before this season, Yep. I think that's a very valid point because this the team that we saw at the beginning of the season has come just so far. Uh, and, and, and I mean, they have they have def- they play great defense. They have if you need them to to go crazy on offense, they are they're capable of doing it. And can you fucking Daryl the the gutsiness of waiting to draft Jason Tatum? Oh yeah, the way that they—that is the, some balls, man. You have to. But there know, are a lot of teams that um, you know, you have to know that the teams ahead of you, for a thousand percent sure, are not going to be taking him to take that chance. I, I want, I, I want people speaking of which to start treating that that Luca Trey shit when hey, the both of them have accomplished the same amount in the same amount of time they've been in the league. But let's not get into that discussion. Um. If the pe- the way people criticize the trade and Luca trade, we need to start criticizing the people who passed on Jason Tatum because 
The Lakers could have taken him. The Markel Fultz thing. Look, I, I Markel Fultz could have taken him. I, I don't. I don't blame the 76ers for Markel Fultz's shoulder, even though I do blame the way they handled it. I don't blame them for a shoulder going bad, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody anticipated that. I mean, there was some rumblings about it when the draft came up, but I'm even from a pure standpoint, I don't think that Markel Fultz in college was better than Jason Tatum or had the potential to become what Jason Tatum could have. But the Celtics saw it, and I don't. It's one of those things where you do wonder. It's like. It's like Minnesota, was it Minnesota? Minnesota who passed on Steph Curry twice. Yep. Twice. Twice. Dude's well, gonna, dude is seriously making a push for a lot of people. I don't know if I'm there yet. Like Steph mm-hmm. Curry is making a push to be in top 10 all time. Well, there's been a lot of discussion about that on Twitter. Is there? Oh, there's been, been a lot very, of very everywhere. toxic. And uh I'm just not gonna get into that because I no, we're not you know. Somebody somebody brought this point up, and this might be a bit of a delineation. Wow, shocker, you know, going off the topic. But um, I think a lot of people, the way they've been talking about basketball the last couple of weeks, I've noticed that a lot of people who watch basketball, a lot of people who talk about basketball on Twitter and in the media actually don't like basketball. They love they, they the, like the aspect is. of being able to slander people and be able to oh. talk shit and make these oh, yeah. uh, stand account and all of that, blah, blah, blah. They really don't give a fuck about basketball. They just care about, about the theatrics of it. Yeah. It's all and it's about like hot takes. People who got mad at the Celtics for celebrating the way they did. You like people got mad at, at Al Horford. Like this dude's granddad just died. This man's been in the NBA for like 15 mm-hmm. years. He's been grinding all this okay. time. Remember the shit oh, that people were giving that. that they were giving cat. Yeah. After or, all the shit that he had literally went through with COVID and all of that. Oh, look at him celebrating the crowd like he did something. The, the dude's been through a lot. He's been through hell. He's been through a lot. His or mom. People were making fun of the sons. His mom, Cat lost his mom. His, yeah. like, he lost a whole, like, his family was devastated. Half of his family. By, that, by COVID. Exactly. Yeah. But there's, there's that group of people that are just, we've, we, you, I know you and I have talked about this at Lake where, there is just this dehumanization of athletes that people, that fans just, they, they just keep pushing it and it gets worse and it gets worse and it gets worse. You know? <laughs> well, what can you do, but right? Like, it, I mean, what can you do? It, it's insane to me. Oh, people are talking about the Suns. Oh, look at them walking around like they've accomplished something. Dog, do you know how hard it is to get to the Western Conference Finals. And if CP3 doesn't get hurt last year, they probably win it. Because, hell, Giannis had to go into superhero mode for those dudes to win. I think people forgot that uh, those first two games. Oh, Giannis carried them. Exactly. Giannis carried the Bucks. Okay, that that's where remember what we were talking about with Tyler Hero earlier, where you where mm-hmm. the playoffs is where you learn what someone's made of. You learn whether they're great or not. Giannis putting the bucks on his back and carrying them to a title. That's, that's showing greatness. That's something that Tyler Hero will never do, unfortunately, or at least as of now, you know, um, doesn't seem like it, but it's just, just people need to, people just need to fucking chill. They're all like across the board. Like, oh, need I, I, and look, another one. I, I know people don't like Patrick Beverly, but Oh, why are the Timberwolves, uh, celebrating like they just because this team hadn't been to the playoffs since jimmy butler bullied that bullied his way off the damn team like of course they're going to celebrate when they make it back to the playoffs Mm -hmm. not only that like for pat beverly it was a big deal because that team that he beat didn't want him you know Mm. they 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 put him they they kicked him to the side and he won and he got his he got them 
and I loved it. Uh, just because I, I but I, I'm just I'm just so pissed off. Like this whole this whole like oh you can't be celebrating this. What the fuck? Do you want everybody to just act like Kawhi all the fucking time, just stone face? Even when Kawhi, when he hit that shot over the over fucking Philly, you remember what the fuck he did? The dude fucking yelled. You could hear him on the camera yelling. Yeah. After he hit the shot, it, it, it's that. It's that's that, what you work for. Those moments. It's like with the NFL when people, which is weird because people want celebrate. Well, the, the half and half. It feels like okay. Let's say okay. Just, let's I, say it's I, a regular season game. Sports fan. God week four. Between the Chiefs and the 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 Bills, the let's say the Bills. No, let's oh, the say Bills. the Bills. Where there's and some the, kind and of the thing Bills here. win, they're gonna fucking celebrate because the Chiefs have been their biggest roadblock the last mm-hmm. two years. That this that's the thing stopping them from reaching the Super Bowl the last couple of years. Because yeah. if they beat the Chiefs, they probably beat. I'm gonna be honest. They probably beat the Bengals with that the way that roster was constructed. Oh, 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 oh look. Look, we know, I I'm a thousand, I picked the Bills to make I think I picked the no did I I picked it to be Bills Rams right mm-hmm. and I think I can't remember I'm pretty sure I know I picked the Rams to win it all and I got that one right so I was happy mm-hmm. about that but <laughs> uh, that's neither here nor there I just wanted to bring that up and I was right uh, mm-hmm. but with the Bills yeah I guarantee you that they would have they they were Super Bowl bound because that, that's just a really it's a real. I think they're harder to stop sometimes than the Chiefs, but I also think that they get in their own way. Mm. That's the problem with the Bills. Well, the Bills' lack of yeah. running. Because think about it. The Bills and the Chiefs are the same fucking teams in terms of what they try yep. to do offensively. Mm-hmm. Neither has a running back. They rely firmly on the passing game. I no, hope that James Cook, because they're running back for uh, Buffalo, because I drafted him on my fantasy team. So. Oh, <laughs> Hope that works out there, but yeah. But, but, um, well, I've made the mistake current, of drafting currently, Buffalo running backs. Okay. Currently speaking, they don't have a guy that we know they can depend on in the backfield consistently. No, and and that then that's for both of those teams. And mm-hmm. and the Chiefs thought they were going to get that guy with uh, Edwards uh, Hilaire. I would be fair to Clyde Edwards Hilaire last season, as I everybody found out about. He did he have a um, yeah. He had a lot of injuries and things of that nature that he mm-hmm. had to fight through throughout the season to yep. get to be able to play and then still dealt with those as the season went on. He, so he I'm interested the, to see what happens. another chance. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But, but with the Bills, um, they just, was it Singletary that they had back there? Singletary, who played well his first season, and then they brought in Zach Moss at the same time and took touches I from him. And then had him on my fantasy, Daryl. I know how useless he was. I just I, I don't understand what they were doing with Zach Moss, though. To be fair, because, I don't think I, – I think that they're they, – I don't understand what either of these teams are trying to do when it comes to their running. Okay, now we've gone way off. See, yeah, because we went <laughs> from Warriors and Celtics to – you know what? Let's let's, let's, bring it let's go back to the NBA back. real quick. Yeah, let's, let's get back um, to that because we got to talk about the simple fact that that Warriors roster is scary deep, isn't it? Oh, hell yeah. Like the I idea mean, that they could just throw bodies at people, literally just – Throw bodies at your best player. I say this about the Celtics, about, you know, the Celtics versus Miami. The Celtics, it's concerning to me that they went to seven with the team that had Jimmy and then Bam for like three games and then nobody else consistently. Mm-hmm. They're going to get the Warriors. It's going to be Steph. It's going to be Clay. Uh, Draymond from a defensive standpoint and what he can do as a playmaker. Uh, Jordan Poole, Otto Porter, if he decides to get hot. Andrew Wiggins. Um 
I think uh, I can't ever say his man's name right. Uh, Nemanja, I can't ever say his last name right all the time. Um, yeah, uh, came on strong game five, and a lot of people were saying he should have played those series. Um, Kavon Looney probably won't be as effective this series because of Robert Williams. If Robert mm-hmm. Williams stay healthy during the series, and Al Horford are going to keep him at bay, but he can go off if you know. I forgot Iguodala's there again. Iggy is supposed to be coming back, which and I don't yeah. really know how effective he's going to be at 38. You got Gary we'll Payton, Otto Porter. Like, yeah, Gary Payton's supposed to be coming back. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just... I'm, I get looking at this uh, Damian Lee. All of, uh, Kaminga is quietly a really good little thing that they have there. Mm-hmm. Uh, could be. He's got all the... It feels like that dude has the intangibles. He's got the athleticism. It's just a matter of bringing it all together. It all together. But I do have, think that's this is a scary looking roster. Jesus fucking Christ. And, and the problem is, is that they get we don't know what version of Wiseman is going to come in next season. But if he's improved, then you got to deal with that. Look, even if he's if he's half of what they expect him to be, he's going to be better than the Kavon Looney. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. That, oh, man, that pisses me off. And, and it's just damn, it's it like the Celtics are just. Well, so here's I, the thing. I, Look, I, I commend the Celtics, even though I fucking hate that damn franchise with a oh, so passion. Do I. I, no I do say this is the most likable group of players that I think they've had in my lifetime of watching basketball. Because, okay, we're looking at them. You see Jalen Brown, Malik Fitz, Sam Hauser, Al Horford. By the way, this is the funniest fucking stat that I've seen all goddamn year, Daryl. Did you see what they said about the Knicks? No. Every single year since 1947, a former Nick has been in the playoff. As in, that person was a Nick, went mm-hmm. to another team, and made the fucking finals. Every single year since 1947. Wait, who think was it that. this year? Oh, uh, I think it's Luke Cornett. Is he on the Celtics? Ew. Yes, he's on the Celtics. I know that. I, I, I literally, I, yeah, no, he, he's, he's right under Al Horford. Yeah, he's there. No, so, but Anthony, the, it's something that, that we crazy? haven't talked about yet. Oh, no. Hey, Katie and Kyrie, man. Especially Katie. Oh. Kyrie, you, you got ran out of there. Whatever. Katie? Okay, let me go back all the way to Kyrie real quick. Because with Kyrie, that, that motherfucker should have never left Cleveland. Okay? No. That's he how far never back left it LeBron. goes. And by the way, <laughs> he knows that. He's talked about it recently. Oh, where yeah. He, where it's And I've. So if you don't know why we're talking about these two, it's specifically because look at the two teams that are in the finals, Daryl. <laughs> both of them, both of them were their teams. <laughs> you had Kyrie, who was supposed to be Mr. Boston. That mm-hmm. fucking was a disaster. You have KD. I mean, you knew who, that was going to be a disaster just because of the city. We know how that worked, him. by the way. We know how well it worked with KD. The thing about KD was like he got that mentality where it's like, well, now I got to go win him on my own. It's like, no, dude. Oh, he let to like somebody said, this is your team. He let now. Twitter bully him into, and somebody could say, oh, it's because Draymond told him, people argue, uh, we can do it without you. Well, a he wasn't wrong, and b teammates argue all the fucking time. There was no yeah. re- that wasn't the reason why he left. KD is on Twitter all the time, and he loves that shit. And he knew he knew that the consensus of people on Twitter were lying and saying that his rings mean less because he's on the Warriors. And he was okay, hearing that like media. Tell, 
People tell LeBron that his his rings in Miami mean less. He didn't give a fuck. But top team hops, he team hops the first team hops the first chance he fucking gets. Mm-hmm. And this my and this only reason why he stayed in LA is because his family is there now, and he doesn't want to yeah. fucking move. And I don't blame him. But my thing is, is like with KD, bro, he comes off the Achilles. Imagine adding him to a team that now has Jordan Poole. And and steps healthy again, well, and Clay's healthy again, and Draymond's they healthy. Won, again, uh, they would have won. They would have won eighty. They would have won eighty games. <laughs> and somebody can I say, mean, "Oh, well, they wouldn't." If Jordan Poole probably wouldn't have got Andrew Wiggins. It's true, but but but, but you know what? Even one but Kevin putting Durant, KD one is, Kevin equals Durant. those people. Yes, in that system, because he's proven, that was the automatic championship. Exactly, that was a proven championship team. The only reason why they don't beat the Raptors is because he him and Clay went down. Mm-hmm. But he let he let fucking Kawhi. Twitter lucky bitch bully <laughs> he let Twitter bully him into into <laughs> believing all the fucking feeling that I could put into that. God, I hate, I hate damn it, I hate him. But Whoa. he let he let he let Twitter bully him into believing that his rings didn't matter. And now the majority of Twitter is laughing at him because him and Kyrie went home in the first they are round. Home. And and KD could have been in the finals again with the Warriors because I guarantee you, if KD was still in Golden State, they would have been a championship contender okay. last year when it was just him and Steph. I'll go. I'll, I'll, okay, let's say this. Let's let's pull back. It, even if KD wanted to leave, you picked the worst fucking landing spot to go to. The, or, and it's not. It's not even the fact that That's he wants to team thing. with Kyrie. It was the organization. The Nets have failed. Tom and well, okay, Tom, I'm sorry, and Tom again. But it, it for me, okay, and I know it's me. It, this is me being able to mm. look at it from the outside and not mm. being friends with the guy. But I would not want to play with Kyrie Irving even oh. at that point because you know the guy mm. that you have. I mean, I think definitely LeBron but, didn't want him anymore after a while. But here's the thing: Kyrie doesn't do this in in Boston, and which is that's why he left. But I think if yeah. Katie was there, he probably wouldn't have left. But Kyrie doesn't do this in L.A. if he went to go play with Bron and A.D. That doesn't happen. He doesn't do this shit in Miami if he played in Miami. That's not fucking happening. He knows he can't get away with that. He can't even do that shit in Atlanta. The Nets were willing to pay for his fines. The Nets were willing to that. That organization, I love it when a fucking piece of shit organization gets theirs. I'm, I'm just thinking, he doesn't even do that with the Knicks. If him and no. Katie go to the Knicks, Leon Rose doesn't let that shit happen. He's trading Kyrie. That's my problem, is that Katie went to a place that catered to his demands. And that's where he fucked up at, because Katie is, Katie and Kyrie are so emotional. Con- emotional, they're and, emotional. And they're conceited in a sense. I think Katie is a little bit more humble in the sense that I think Katie respects the... I don't want to say I respects. Res- I think KD is more of a student of the He's a student of the game. He, he understands game more how, than how Kyrie is. It, it feels but, to me like, and I'm not, and I, I'm not here to question KD's dedication to the sport of basketball. Although, based on what he did last this last season, I can question that. I don't think it's his dedication but to the sport. It's I more think... so that he backed himself into a corner, Daryl. Exactly. He couldn't get out of it. So, and no, he's no, no, D- Daryl. He's still in that corner because there's two things that can happen with him going forward. One, mm-hmm. he can get vaccinated. Oh, Kyrie. Right? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. This is the, this is this is why it's funny. He can get mm-hmm. vaccinated, and then he's a traitor to the cause. He's he's a guy who firmly in you know. Was all talk, blah 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 blah, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, he's still gonna get shit on. 
So th- this idiot, this idiot has backed himself. Mr. Flat Earther has backed himself into a really stupid corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the mess that he finds himself in, if the Nets for whatever reason and they're not they're not smart enough to say no, if the Nets for whatever reason didn't bring him back, didn't give him that money, but they're going mm-hmm. to. He's well, backed himself well, into a corner where he, well, well, here's the thing, Daryl. We talked about we just talked about how shitty of an organization they are. I wouldn't mm-hmm. put it past them. I wouldn't, but I think if there was well, anything that could have caused a breaking point, Kyrie did literally every single thing. Because oh, if did, you remember yes. going into the season, it was like we're not gonna play him. And the only reason why they brought him back is because their team was too bad. If their team mm-hmm. was a 50-win team, he doesn't play. That's not mm-hmm. happening. And I think at this point, with the way he played in the postseason, because he only played 21 regular season games or less, than, he played less than 30 regular season games. Darryl, I think Sean Darryl. Marks is saying, you know what? I've had enough. That, enough has to be enough. One fourth of the of, of, of the season. One Thank fourth you. of it. And if and if I'm Sean Marks and Katie's like, I'm not playing with Ky- without Kyrie. If you can't find a trade market for the best fucking scorer in the NBA to this day, and I still stand by that. Mm-hmm. Then oh, you're no. fucking idiot. Here's the thing. He needs to be I, going. This is what I was going to say. The, the Nets, even worse than Kyrie, have backed themselves into such a bad corner because they're in a situation where they're looking at a potential loss of both of their big ticket items. But see, here's the thing that they, they are, but you can't afford that loss because all you, you have to do is sign and trade these dudes and you get the assets back. Cut your fucking losses with this team because you're not going to get a third star that's going to help you, these guys you out. You know, the irony is. <laughs> Who, okay, actually, no, no, no. who's got the most assets to trade that could possibly that that the net okay katie has a no trade clause obviously right yeah but uh, i don't think so i no? don't know because if he doesn't then well then the nets can say fuck it we want to get rid of you wherever we want to get rid of you so yeah you should look it up because that that no that trade. changes everything because if there is no no trade clause then he absolutely he's absolutely at their mercy you know they could uh, trade him what's up I was just looking it up. Okay. But no, I don't think there's no trade clause. Okay, because if he doesn't have that, who's who has the most assets to offer? Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, who's got all the picks? Who's got all the whatever you want? Or we'll whatever see. they need. It's probably the Thunder, ironically. Yeah. Oh my God, Daryl, I would cry. <laughs> Daryl. If he fucking somehow found his way back to being traded to OKC, I mean, and you OKC, got OKC literally. But here's, Portland. but here's the thing mm-hmm. i don't think okc would do that deal because i think okc looks at what they're because what are they going to do bring in him and then well the or, thought is there is that i mean i think they have a name? good uh, roster you but you have, to get rid of, you have to get rid of shay if you're going to trade for katie well that, that's what i'm saying you're not gonna there is no scenario where the where the thunder get them together they trade either they trade shay or they trade giddy and i'm pretty sure the thunder would, don't want to move on from either of them and I, well, here's the thing. They're young. They're good mm-hmm. pieces. Why would you do it? Yeah. Because what you, you're getting KD who's – how old is KD now? 30. 32? Yeah. Okay. You're getting a 32-year-old KD. Granted, that is still a great fucking KD to get. 33-year-old. That's still great. Mm-hmm. But what do you – if you if you got to trade your, your best players, your best pieces, what are you going to put around him? Again, this is all assuming that 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 this is something that even happens. See, uh, see, I w- I would say that it probably won't because if this was no, it's the not. NBA prior to 2018, I would say yeah. 
But knowing the NBA the last couple of years, I leave everything on the table when the offseason comes around because we've had some well, crazy shit happen I mean, the last couple I mean, of years. I mean, James Harden's forced his way out of two teams. Daryl. Yeah, that doesn't work Darryl, every time. Daryl, <laughs> I love that, man. I love it. I love that this bitch wind his way out of, of – he wind his way out of OKC. Granted, mm-hmm. you know, he was a free agent, uh, but he wind on the way out. He fucking wind his way out of uh, Houston, out of fucking – uh, New Jersey or fucking whatever I, I miss when they were the Brooklyn. New Jersey Nets, but Brooklyn. Uh, and then now he's on fucking Philly and he's like on a team where, okay, this is what I do love about Joel Embiid. He gives no fucks. He's going to tell you how mm-hmm. it is when he, when he thinks about even his own teammates. And he's right. That's not the James Harden from Houston. But, but this, Anthony, this is... Anthony, you know, what's crazy. Mm-hmm. If that trade, with Tyler Hero, that was rumored a couple of years ago, was true. The Heat would be in the finals right now with oh, no, current no, no. James Harden. Absolutely, no, no, absolutely, and because current James Harden is still a step up. And you also would have got, and you also would have gotten him right at the, you know, the 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 point is, is that mm-hmm. all the shitty people are getting theirs right now, except you know, <laughs> Katie's got two rings, and and you know, okay, I take it back. The, the best part of all of this is that. James Harden is sitting at home, uh, not sitting at home. He's probably somewhere doing something stupid, but without zero rings on his fingers. Mm-hmm. Zero. That dude is going to be a loser forever. And I love it. Not even, mm-hmm. no, I'm not going to say loser, a choke artist. Because at this point, I'm firmly okay with calling James Harden a choke artist, considering what he's done with his teams. I mean, I- is I'm, am I wrong? It's like if somebody wanted to call Chris Paul yep. a choke artist. I have no problem with them saying it. I wouldn't. Oh, CP0. No yeah. Because that dude, look at how many of the game sevens, game sixes. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. And look, you knew I, you know I was willing to be a, a fan, uh, not a fan. I was willing to let him get his and cheer for him. Not anymore, Daryl. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. That window's closed. Mm-hmm. He's firmly back on my shit list. Oh, bro. You know, I, I know I was just saying earlier, and I might sound like a little bit of hypocrite about, about the Suns. It is hilarious to me that it's not the Suns. It's their fan base was talking so much shit about Miami all year. For I forgot what the reason was. I think it was Kevin Johnson started that shit. Mm-hmm. Like talking shit about the, the Heat all year. Just to, they, oh, we're the better one seed. Just to crash out against a team that was beating you with one Jalen Brunson played well. Uh, yeah. Robert, I mean, uh, what's his name? Reggie Bullock played well. Maxi Claver gave them some good minutes. But at the end of the day, they got beat by Luka. And their two stars didn't step up. Devin Booker couldn't handle a damn double team, which was hilarious seeing that video of him a couple years ago. Bro, why y'all double teaming in an open gym run? That's why, you dumbass. Um, but seeing that, seeing that crash out is just hilarious to me. But at the same time. Yeah. At the same time, you get over there. Yeah, no, I, I, it's like I scratched too hard, and I'm like, wow. Oh, gotcha. Uh, <laughs> it's like I caught myself. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, it is a, we, <laughs> we, we are we are we are set for a goddamn Celtics Warriors finals. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't. I don't want. You know any, I don't want any of them to win. The finals. This finals makes me happy because Lakers fans are pissed off. Oh, I know that. Oh boy, oh boy, mm-hmm. are they pissed off, man? <laughs> oh boy, are I love they pissed this shit, off? Man. No, Lakers fans, 76ers, 76ers fans, Daryl, mm-hmm. they have got to be livid 
after oh. all that they've after Ben Simmons, after all that they by the way, we didn't even talk about the fact that Ben Simmons is on the Nets. <laughs> you know, that's a good point, too. He's that's another trade thing. piece. Yeah, well, but how valuable of a trade piece is he at this point? Some team and, is going to want to take a risk. The more they're not going to get the package that the 76ers that's got. That's what I was going to say. They're not going to get a good haul the value. But I don't, I don't think – here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. If I'm a bad team and I know that what I know after seeing Ben Simmons this whole year, mm-hmm. I'm going to hardball the fuck out of the Nets because they have zero leverage. The Nets in every situation no, they that they are in have zero leverage. Only they, one is me, KD. I was going to say – do they have leverage with KD though? Well, the KD, if they do cho- choose to move them, that gives them all the leverage they need. Okay, well, if, okay, because, you're right. You're right about you know, that. But that, have- that is the only scenario where they gain leverage, and that's a hell of a thing because it's still KD, well, then, and that's hard to say, but that legitimize trading them. KD. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I because that's full on rebuild at that point. The Nets are in a position where they are they lose almost all the way around. But do you know the what somebody only brought up? Scenario is that they actually win a championship next year. People make fun of the Heat culture, even though they were just the first seed with like five G League players on the roster. But anyway, whatever. Um, people make fun of culture, but if you look at every other great organization around the league, nope. Milwaukee, that's a stupid a- thing to, to do because that's a very stupid thing for these people to do. Because, and I will say, as somebody who was a who is a fan of a of a of an organization that firmly has a culture, the Spurs mm-hmm. have a culture, and what did that do for them? That got them five rings. That got them 20 straight years of making the playoffs. That got them like 15 mm-hmm. straight seasons of 50 plus wins because, yep. because, it, and culture is a very, you know, using the word when you're describing sports is, is, is it gets annoying. It's very, it's cliche, but it's, it's very cliche. But mm-hmm. in this scenario, when what we're talking about, you have to have some kind of, let's not call it culture. Let's call it what it really is. It's structure. There mm-hmm. is structure to an organization. And when there is a strong, stru- like there is a strong sense uh, or divide between your coaches and your GMs. And, and, and when there are levels and those levels are respected, mm-hmm. you're going to get some success out of that. Okay. But look at the problem with the Nets. The Nets, the Nets are a fucking reverse triangle where they all cater down. <laughs> Okay, they're a fucking pyramid scheme, essentially. They all cater down towards the bottom, which is KD and Kyrie. You look at the Heat. You look at the Lakers prior to 2017. You look at, and even they won a championship recently, even though they got a lot of drama going on at the current moment. But you look at the Spurs. You look at the Bulls before uh, Reinsdorf and and Paxton took over and did that stupid-ass shit. Somebody says no. Somebody says no when they need to say no. You look at the Knicks before 1995. You look right. at, you look at, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think it's teams that have won a championship. Cause I mean, it's the same. You look at the Celtics organization. The, you look at Detroit. You look when, at when Detroit. The, the bad point, when the bad yes. boys were there. And even the, the bad boys 2.0 back in yeah. the early 2000s, yeah. the fact that they were able to maintain some success throughout the early 2000s no the middle 2000s i mean the heat and the heat have pat riley and the Mm -hmm. the current warriors have the warriors the the the, because here's the thing Mm -hmm. when it comes down to it doesn't it always seem like there is zero respect for steve nash as a coach no he he, he's just players he is a just a player 
this there he's a guy that these guys the most of these guys on this team played against at some point when they were younger and they like him and he's worked out with Kyrie before and he's good friends with Kyrie isn't he's Kyrie's godfather that's a problem and, and that is a problem that's what because it is he's Kyrie's is, godfather it's, it's the it's the genie bus problem that we were talking about la- uh, like two weeks ago where it's like this mm-hmm. is not a mom and pop thing this is not for, we're friends this is a business that you're trying to run you're trying to run a successful mm-hmm. team and yep. it's not gonna work if every we and i brought it up last time it's like with the bulls mm-hmm. in the 90s with jerry Krause, mm-hmm. where it wasn't the some of the things he did weren't popular mm-hmm. you know saying no to michael on certain players who you know what they're washed they shouldn't be on this team michael we're not going to bring them in as opposed mm-hmm. to Hey, bring in Westbrook. He's washed. Don't bring him in. And maybe he's not washed in the traditional sense that he can't be an entertaining player to watch, mm-hmm. but he's not going to help you win a title. Bro, and then I'm somebody, sure I saw it today. They're committing to, to keeping him. Somebody said this again, as you know, uh, in response to that news, mm-hmm. the Lakers, a year before they brought him in, in 2020 in the bubble, when they played against the Rockets, Russ was on a fucking tear that season and you know mm-hmm. what the lakers said you know how we're gonna stop that Kentavious caldwell pope or uh alex caruso or whoever the fuck it was supposed to be guarding rajon rondo mm-hmm. don't guard him leave him alone go double team james harden and go cover everybody else take all of russ's kickout options away and force him to shoot and they beat him like that. that and the that, Lakers way, said, great you know what? A year later, I want that on my team. Knowing mm-hmm. that we have two guys, our two best players, mm-hmm. that are not that are notorious for not being elite space of floor spacers, especially AD. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get that. Even like somebody said, they dodged Maybe the bullet should, with Kyle Lowry. Yeah. But they, they, they dodged the bullet with Cal Lowry and got hit with the with the with the hydrogen bomb with Russ. That's because great, at least with Cal Lowry, he can shoot threes when he's healthy. Like he, but, he went out of the way. But but the, and the other but the reason that he fits there, that he would have fit so much better, is because we've talked about this at length. Cal mm-hmm. Lowry knows the player that he is. Mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry plays to his strengths. Mm-hmm. Russ thinks he's a different player than who he is. But man, here's my problem with because that. He, even he in thinks that... he's an old player. He's he thinks he's the player he used to be, but he's not. But even in that scenario, it's not conducive though, to that offense to begin with. It, exactly. Like it, Russ, even if he was to take a step back, Russ mm-hmm. taking a step back is literally just him not even being on the court. Because yeah. in, in L.A.'s system, it doesn't matter what Darwin Ham comes. I, I know he's a very respected assistant. I understand that. He's played mm-hmm. in the league for a long time. There was nothing, and I mean nothing. All these Twitter coaches and all of these, um, you know, people oh, saying this is how you run the offense. You. you cannot fix two playmakers on the same team that are not elite volume three-point shooters. That is just not – Look, you can you can you work. can run all the sets, you can run all the lineups you want, but one thing is not going to change. Russ can't fucking shoot to save his own no. goddamn life. And somebody okay? was, oh well, young they Russell Westbrook him. was an elite mid-range shooter. Somebody put up the numbers. This man was shooting below league average from the mid-range 
the first like five years of his career, he had one year above league average for mid range mid ranges in his career. Oh well, he he's had never had touch. He's never had touch to his shot for some reason. He no. just is never been, he's never improved. Which that's the mind blowing part about. Okay, look, if there is any criticism in terms of legacy and career wise for Russ, aside from you know the fact that he's just not a good teammate, I hate saying that, but the track record kind of shows it. Mm. But the other knock is, is simply that the dude never got better at shooting. Mm. Like he really, nope. like he never, that, that is, think about how long he's been in the league and think about how long that has been a knock on his game mm-hmm. the entire time. And the Lakers have committed to keeping him around for another year or who the fuck knows what they're going to do. I personally am thrilled that he's sticking around. Uh, I think it's going to be another great season for mm-hmm. the Lakers. And I can't wait mm-hmm. for that to start because they're going to be terrible again, Daryl. Maybe not as bad as they were this year. Maybe they'll make the play in this time, but mm-hmm. I know I do like saying that. I just like reminding people that they didn't even make the play. in. <laughs> they didn't um, even make the play. The Nets at least made the, the play. Yeah. I want to go back to the Celtics real quick, because this all is right. one thing, a criticism I've seen from them all day, and actually a good point that I think it was Steve. I imagine Stephen Smith actually had a good take about something. But um, he talked I, about I, this. I, I think he's, real quick about Stephen A., that mm. guy knows way better, way better than he lets oh, he's on. he's a fucking he just, troll. He, he, know, just, exactly. he just knows how to, he knows that, he knows the fucking audience, man. Yeah. That it's like it's like well the difference it's like I always said the difference between Skip Bayless and him is like I always thought that this guy knows that Stephen A at the very least there's no good takes I, he no, just no, no, doesn't no, no. do See, it. Skip Bayless knows what he's doing because he Skip somebody brought it up. Skip Bayless doesn't even follow anybody on Twitter. This man oh. just literally tweets. He tweets and puts his fucking phone down and just waits for the next thing to fucking so, tweet about. So this is the just, thing about that I that I mean about him though mm-hmm. is that. You know, he absolutely knows exactly what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I just also happen to think he's a piece of shit as well. I, I, Skip Bayless is just, you're probably right. I don't think he Have knows what the fuck he's talking about. Body? Yes, it's so annoying when he posts on, on Twitter, bro. It's I'm gross. So, oh, please stop. Stop. It's gross. Like it's legitimately gross. Like I don't need. Here's to that Vince McMahon thing going on, where it's like you're too old to be trying to be buff. Just no, stop. You're too old to be showing off that you're. Buff. That's another great. That's another good thing. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like good for you, bro. I don't want to see your fucking grandpa pecs. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like no, I don't need to be seeing that shit on your Twitter account. But. But you know, I just like you. You know that whole thing that with him and and you know that Troy Aikman took him to court, right? Who? You know that Troy Aikman once took Skip Bayless to court. I didn't know that. Okay, uh, hold on. You vamp for me while I. Because uh, yeah, he, wasn't he a a Dallas B writer for the longest time? Oh, he he. If there's one thing that yes, and he's also mm. not. Uh, so okay, so this is it, and this mm. is the thing about. Uh, so during an blah 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 blah. Okay. So in a book, mm-hmm. he he pretty much just insinuated and said that you know Troy Aikman was gay. Because you know what? Wait, wait, <laughs> this is the best part. And he still remains unapologetic about it. 
you know, and, and he said, and of course he was like, for the record, I tried to get in, tro- in touch with Troy after he seemed to have a public issue with it. This, he said this in 2020. Okay. Like, Think about that, though. Whether okay, first of all, whether or not Troy Aikman is gay is not the problem. Okay, it's the it's the it is this thing where you fucking act like you're you call yourself a journalist. You have all these credentials. You have power, and this is what you say. Like this is what you do. <laughs> for and for two decades, they have not. It's it has not like solved itself. Yeah, I mean, I just based on your face, it's like yeah. Why? Why? No, I, I don't know why he's doing it, but why? Like, just I know. why? I know, right? It's fucking weirdo. Uh, he, he, Skip Bayless is a fucking weirdo. And you know, and it, and it's and look, it doesn't really to me. It's like however you feel about Trayman, whatever. You just don't do that to a person. You just don't do that Damn. because because okay, let's just assume that Skip that that Skip was right and that Trayman mm-hmm. is gay. That's mm-hmm. a fucking awful thing to be doing to somebody. If they, if he was, if he was gay, mm-hmm. and, and you have Skip Bayless trying to force, out, you know, forcefully out him, forcefully that's out so somebody, shit. yeah, that's so shit. Like he that to me because he's just chasing it. He wrote this book twenty years ago. That's that's why I'm telling you, dude does know what he's doing. Also a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. He's both. Yeah. Um, I, think, also, I, think I, that, I think that Stephen A. Smith is still a piece of shit from for some of the shit he does. I even course, I even yeah, love yeah, your criticism against Stephen A. Smith for the way he covered Kyrie because it, it was borderline oh, like it was it was borderline like the man was like oh you want okay this is the best part harassing that man like what the so, fuck dog like stop that shit it, it's it's ridiculous but this is the best part of this thing uh, with the Troy and Skip Bayless thing because remember Skip got hired by Fox. While mm-hmm. Troy was there, and well, Troy yeah. pretty much no. This is this is Troy's quote about it. He's like to say I'm disappointed in the hiring of Skip Bayless would be an enormous understatement. Uh, uh, clearly, yeah. I love this. Clearly, Jamie Horowitz, the president of Fox, and I mm-hmm. have a difference of opinion when it comes to building a successful organization. I believe success is achieved by he, acquiring uh... and developing talented, respectable, respected, and credible individuals. None <laughs> of which applies to Skip Bayless. So I'm guessing dude, that's why he ended up leaving dude, at the end of the day. That is really fucking pissed. Like, that is a dude who is pissed off about that I, stuff. I, I can fucking imagine. I, right? But but you understand, like... hasn't even walked that back yet. Yeah. So you understand, like, I, so that that's... To me, that encompasses Skip Bayless as a person mm-hmm. in a, just all you need to know about the guy. Yeah. And also, he's got that fucking skinny face that just... Ugh. Where his, his cheekbones, yes, he looks evil. He looks evil. Also, the name of, by the way, by the way, so the 49-year-old, the longtime face of the Cowboys stated at the time he was still angry after Bayless said the QB was gay. Get this, in the 1996 book, Hell, but it's well, been, Daryl, it has been damn near 30 years. 30 years. And the dude will. <laughs> I mean, He's a piece of shit. He's an awful fucking person. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shit. Ah, oh, I, 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 and I love that he keeps going because he's like, I'm upset about it because it was made up. And there was nothing accurate and any about anything that was insinuated, and he did it as he does everything just for attention. Like, okay, I do love that that Aikman just while working for Fox went mm-hmm. just absolutely in on the dude <laughs> because it's like a thing of like, how are you going to say that you you're mm-hmm. committed to me as a commentator and I've been. 
even though I don't like Aikman as a commentator, I've been, you know, commentating for this network since, well, around that since, time, since, since what, the late 90s, yeah. early 2000s? Since, I've been uh, here since I retired. retired in 01. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's been, so. He's, he's done it since then. Me and Joe Buck have been here carrying your, your you know, game of the week for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. And then you bring in this dude that you know I don't fucking like. Because there's no way they didn't know about that or they wasn't brought so up when the hiring like process. questionable person at this point. There was a reason why ESPN let him go. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that it wasn't bringing in money. It was just they felt as if they didn't want to move forward as an organization with somebody like him employed there. Well, that and you know, the, the thing is, even why though they brought in Mad Dog. For? Well, you know. I know that's a, well, the, see, that's a desperate move for them, which is stupid because mm-hmm. we've talked about this, too, where there's so many talented on air talents out there, tons mm-hmm. of them. And you brought the guy who's been doing this shit for forever and in a dinosaur way that doesn't connect with people who are young, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I, uh, by the way, you saw that, uh, what's his name? Bob Cousy talking shit back to JJ Reddick. <laughs> uh, Bob Cousy was oh, like, yeah, like two weeks later. Yes. But the best thing about it is, uh, okay. You van for me. Uh, yeah. Did you. I'm I'm looking at something on Twitter here between Duke Hudson and Holy crap. Bob Cousy mm-hmm. was born in 1928. Oh yeah, he's 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 almost that's, 100. That's he... So that's what I was about to say. The fact that he's mm-hmm. in his 90s, Daryl, and talking mm-hmm. shit, I'm here for that <laughs> all day. Every fucking day like I'm not going to get that with these current players. They're not going to be 90-year-old talking shit. They're going to be 90-year-old patting each other's backs. Okay, I know this discussion, this this topic started with uh, with the Celtics and we'll basically me Celtics. saying that they have a, 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 a problem with closing. But I, I just I just hopped on Twitter for a little bit because mm. I don't know, something told me to do it. And I what seen a picture. You remember the wrestler Jake Atlas? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. The, uh, yeah, okay. You know Duke Hudson, also in NXT, right? Oh. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So apparently... Duke Hudson was he wasn't out, but he was going out with Jake Atlas, and nobody knew that. Yeah, yeah. And he had to out himself, not because of you know, so somebody found out and he had to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because apparently, um, Jake Atlas. Did somebody give somebody something? Not that he gave him anything. Well, Duke Hudson filed charges against Jake Atlas because Jake Atlas was assaulting him and they were in the relationship and he had to file Ah. charges against him. First degree battery. That's a hell of a way to come out. Um, wow. I just, I don't know. I just, that just came up with my timeline and yeah. uh, No, no, no. I mean, Hey, this is sports and the fact that we're weird. We are talking about, outing guys like uh, like skip bayless trying to yeah that, that i guess so that was the only time conversation but you know what sometimes Holy the universe fuck. works in a weird way but that's intense man that's fucking intense oh shit man i'm like i, I feel like we've covered enough basketball now mm-hmm. we we can just freeform it from wherever because I'm, I'm trying to think has there has anything happened in in uh in football mm. no right well like, you just have big just... enough everything that has happened in football today has been tragic and i don't want to wait talk about what that. did happen in Jeff football, Gladney thing? I, I haven't so i haven't been on twitter all day i've missed 
everything. Mm. Well, what apparently uh, Jeff Gladney got in a car accident this morning and passed away. Well, shit. Yo. It's a weird Memorial Day. Jesus. Well, yeah. all right. We're going to have to move on from that. <laughs> yeah. I do know there was a pay-per-view last night. Did not watch it. Uh, Did not watch it. Well, then we'll wait. I was in a... I was in oh, a hotel broken. room and then the heat lost. And I was thinking to myself, you know, I've been walking around in Truist Park all day. Long walk. I'm fat as hell. So that was already bad enough. Mm-hmm. Then I was wearing Air Force Ones because I wasn't comfortable at all of me making a long ass walk. But whatever. Either way. Um, Sacrifice for style. As they mm-hmm. say. By the but, way, uh, I went to a shoe store at a place called mm-hmm. The Domain. Mm-hmm. here in austin uh let me put it this way they have a neiman marcus and beyonce shop that when she showed up so that's how you know that it's expensive there, right hell uh, yeah it's very expensive there and i know this because i went into i mean the most fucking beautiful jordans and everything and then they had these air mm-hmm. force ones there they mm-hmm. were like painted with like a glittery weird paint right twenty two hundred dollars Twenty-two. I mean, every Jordan, every pair of Jordan, every por- the, the cheapest pair of Jordans in there was like three hundred dollars. And and, like, and look, I even on Amazon, the cheapest pair of Jordans is like three hundred fucking dollars, bro. It's just and insane. It's funny. There's a reason I'm not a sneakerhead. I collect things oh, because I'm not paying three hundred dollars. And also, I wear shoes, Daryl. I fucking wear them mm-hmm. out. They get dirty. They do what they- shoes are supposed to do for me. Exactly. That's why I got the Air Force Ones, not just because, I mean, I like Air Force Ones. I used to wear them when I was little, but, you know, because of the recent, you know, shoe economy, it's hard to get your hands on an all-white pair of Air Force Ones. It's a pair that I usually like wearing. Hands on a pair of anything decent nowadays, it feels like. Exactly. And and especially, I wear size 12. You can't find anything in the fucking store. No, no, you're talking, you are literally preaching to the choir because I also wear a size 12. The amount of times that they have to tell me, well, we can order this for you online. Like, "Ah, motherfucker, I want to put shoes on my feet today it's, it's not even a thing that they can order online i went to i don't no, know I they you. probably have a jimmy jazz and where you're at probably, i go in the I store one. i go in the store i, I wanted to get the because you know going to the braves game i got my braves jersey on i wanted to get mm-hmm. a pair of uh i think it's the 92s the charles barkley's the the, oh, the okay. u.s yeah. the team usa ones yeah. uh the dream team charles barkley's i go in the store they have a size eight and a half on the show. What you have to do is give them the shoe and then they'll go in the back and see if they have the size. Mm-hmm. I go in there and I ask them, do you have a size 12? He's like, no, we don't have them in an 11 and a half, 12 or 12 and a half because they only sent one to the store. And like literally as soon as they brought it in, somebody came up and bought it. I'm guessing that they knew somebody and somebody asked them to save it. That's kind of how they. Yeah. yeah that's, I mean, that's how it works. You make connections. Um, but Look, I, I, yeah, if you're collecting anything, you're going to make connections. Mm-hmm. I know because I collect toys. I have mm-hmm. a person who calls me to tell me, hey, we got this. Sometimes I just say no. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, you got to say no. But you're right. The shoe economy is ridiculous nowadays. Oh. It's like, here's the other thing. Like, I'm like, okay, so the other night, Saturday, mm-hmm. we went out. And mm-hmm. I'm over here looking at this white guy who's, mm-hmm. th- that has nothing to do with it. I just want to describe him as that because, you know, why not? <laughs> Uh, and he's got these beautiful Jordans. They've mm. got, they're, they're just, they're fucking gorgeous. Mm. And he's getting stepped all over because we're fucking in a, we're literally in a, in a club dancing where your feet are getting stomped all over. And I'm like, yeah, that's why I don't buy these. See, it's, it's just, and I if I do, people I pay. accept that's what it is. Exactly. That's what it is. That's what it is. Mm. It's the pain because I don't mind 
having those shoes and them getting dirtied mm-hmm. up because that's mm-hmm. what shoes do. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to do that to three hundred dollars shoes mm-hmm. because they're three hundred dollars. I, I know I if I'm like going to my Ultra Boosts that cost one hundred and ninety bucks. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, if you are going to get a comfortable pair of shoes, people get some Adidas Ultra Boosts. Oh, fuck Comfy you. comps. Holy shit, man. I need to well, go. Like, I need to buy another pair now that I think about it. For me, the thing is, like, for people who go and buy, like, those Jordans and shit like that, like, if you know you're about to go out on the town, don't wear those. Save those for a special occasion if that's what you're going to fucking do. Don't, if don't it matters go, that much to you. It, it, you exactly. Know? Don't go in the fucking public area where you know there's going to be thousands of people, hundreds of people, or thousands of people. Oh, bro, I'm, I'm pissed off because somebody stepped on... They don't like me going to the Braves game and getting pissed off that because then my Air Force ones got dirty. Mm-hmm. I, I knew what the fuck I was going exactly. into. It's like okay, and it was so- it was it Braves every Sunday is like kids' day on the Sunday, so kids get in for cheaper. So I know the the type of people that are gonna be there and the amount of people that are gonna fucking be there. I get it. I mean, it's the same. It's that's why, like, like I said, I do the same thing. Like, and, and I can afford to wear even my best. No, not okay, not my best. I never pull out the best for when I'm going out like that. You know. Whatever. The point is, like, I have the 60, the 50, 60, 70 dollar shoes that I'm like, those look good. And mm-hmm. I can afford to get them all dirtied up if they get dirtied up. Mm-hmm. That's what these are for. Mm-hmm. The other ones are for like rare occasions. Mm-hmm. But for some people, it's like we're going to pay $300 for these shoes and we're going to get them all fucked up and then we're going to be mad about it. Like, well, that's what you fucking get. It, but even if I buy, like I say, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna get a 300 pair of shoes. I'm gonna wear them motherfuckers because I paid 300 fucking dollars for them. That's my, my money's worth out of it. There, I'm never gonna pay that much money for something and not use them. Damn, you know, it'd be like me buying like a PS5 and then being like, oh, I'm just, just gonna sit it up in my corner because like it looks good, like a paperweight, you know, or you Damn. buy a pair of Beats headphones for 300 and then you never use them. And I say that because I didn't <laughs> use them, so I sold them. And I only bought them because I was flush with cash and they were on sale. And they were the really, really nice ones, the Studio Pros and mm-hmm. wireless. And they were those, uh, they were the black and gold ones. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in the backseat of my car somewhere. Like, Daryl, those $300 <laughs> headphones had a, ba- had a bad day. I had a bad day one day and they did too. And now they are very separated from each other. Um, but that's two i bought them two years ago in the middle of a pandemic uh, too late can't get the 200 the 300 back but it wasn't 300 it was only two at least you but, used them but i oh i used the shit out of them because they are expensive things like yeah i mean like, look it, maybe it's just us and and maybe we have common sense maybe we're frugal in a way no you know but, but, but you know what pisses me off the most is these people who buy up like a bunch of payers and then when they're only like 150 or 160 retail and these fuckers go and sell them for like 300 and 350. And I'm just like, Did I tell you about my buddy who got two PS fives. So he went to GameStop and got in line and his girlfriend went to another GameStop and got in line and they both landed them. Uh, he kept one cause he kept one. He sold the other one for $1,500 the next day. That's fucking insane. I don't even have but a problem see, but, getting two, but if you're gonna sell one, but, don't but, but, upcharge so, so, and then what's so the market? The reason, up? So, no, so here's the thing. The reason that he the dude offered that money to him. Oh, well then they uh, fuck you. Then. But 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 <laughs> like he said, but like he's no, but like he said, he was like, no, he was like, This guy, this he's like, this guy had money. 
Like that's mm-hmm. how come fit, fit, like that, that was like, if I was spending Nothing. $150. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that, that was the whole point. And it was like, it was like, I actually didn't think about selling it at first until this guy offered it to me. Uh, like, like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not, and I'm like, yeah, you better not say no. You just made double or triple what it was, what you paid for it. That thing was 500. You just got 15. You made a quick thousand like shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could have done that too, Daryl. Cause, um, I got lucky enough to, I showed up at, see, I was smart. The GameStop mm-hmm. I went to was kind of hidden away. So when mm-hmm. I got there, right before the doors were opening, there were only two people in line. Shit. They only had 21 pre-orders. So I get there and then the rest of the line fucking shows up. And I'm third. I get my pre-orders mm-hmm. set. And then I fucking get an email from Sony. And Sony's like, hey, you've been, you've been with us for over a decade. So oh, you're one of the ones email. Fucking shit. Well, here's the thing. They were like, you're one of the ones we're going to like, you have access to a pre-order if you want it now. Mm-hmm. I didn't because through Sony, you had to pay the full price in and there. Yep. With mm-hmm. GameStop, it was like, just fucking pay as you go. Granted, mm-hmm. like uh, the pre-order, like the release for the actual thing and the day the pre-orders open were like, mm-hmm maybe a month and a half apart so there was a very little time to like really do it like spread things out but Mm. in retrospect i'm like god damn it i could have passed that email on to anyone (laughs) but nobody but at the time like i'm like i knew coffin wasn't gonna get one Mm. i knew i knew a lot of people who just weren't gonna get one i'm like well they're not gonna spend the 500 so all right fuck it i guess Mm. i guess i just have this email sitting here yeah. If I had known, but, like, if I had known, known you, I probably would have just given it to you. At that time, I probably couldn't have fucking afforded it. Because when, when did it come yeah. out? Uh, 2020. I can't remember. I, I can't remember the month specifically. November. But I probably, see, that was it. <laughs> I remember all of that shit. I got this laptop that I'm using right now. Okay. And it was a gaming laptop. And it's so what I got. And then the PS5 came out. And I was going to get that for Christmas, but we couldn't mm-hmm. find one. And so I just decided after a while, well, I'll just get the Xbox, which is what I've been on since. And I know it pisses me off because you got PlayStation exclusives that I can't for play now. for Xbox now. for now. Because you know that um, the, they are going to be PC friendly in about a year mm-hmm. or two. All yep. of them. Like a, like you're getting all the fucking heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. Which, so, you know. Which I'm hoping that they fucking implemented doing that cross-platform online gaming. So I don't have to buy it's a fucking PS5. To... That, exactly that. Because it just makes it a lot fucking, you're going to have to buy shit twice. Here's the thing, it's like, I think it might have been Kaufman who was like, I, he's like, I'm not going to get a PS5 because I have a PC. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I, I just like having my PS5. Mm-hmm. Like, I want this. And it's, I, I want something. Daryl, I'm going to mm-hmm. fucking get it. <laughs> I'm an adult man. And if that's how life, that's what I want, I want it. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Bob Cousy was picked third overall in 1950. And this man, 72 years later, is clapping Fucking back shit. to JJ Reddick like two though. weeks after. Oh, it feels like it feels like with the, with his age that that's how long it took for it to process. No offense, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. <laughs> but, I mean, the dude's what, 96? Yeah, so my favorite thing about anytime you Google anybody is the people also ask, what was Bob Cousy known for? How is Bob Cousy doing? What nationality is Bob Cousy? How many MVPs does Bob Cousy have? It's crazy that he played with Will Chamberlain. 
The dude is a 13-time NBA All-Star. I'm, and, I'm trying to think of wait, the timeline. The MVP though. in 1957. Yep. Like that's the crazy. I, I, it's it's funny. It's just it's so weird. And and I get. So Dan Patrick brought up a great thing, and I'm very very open to this idea of mm-hmm. creating a proper line of delineation for eras in in, in the NBA, but specifically around one year, mm-hmm. pre 1980 and post 1980, mm-hmm. because 1980s when 1980s when Magic and Bird came in and it just changed. The entire mm-hmm. fucking game changed. It yeah. became a different game. Showtime, <laughs> you know. Uh, I don't know how you feel about that idea, about like because I I'm not a fan of of I really don't like this thing that we do where we compare players who played in 1957 <laughs> to players Anthony, who play now because it's massively Anthony. different. Yes, it's I don't so like different. even comparing players that played in the damn nineties to players that played now. It's the spacing yeah. is so fucked. Well, oh, it's, it's, MJ it's so didn't different. do, and LeBron didn't. Did. Bro, that's a whole different game. But I'll say this though: at the very least, when you when you look at the game of the nineties and you look at the game of now, it's like you can see that there are some similar. That you can see that it's still the game. If you look at the game in nineteen fifty seven. Oh, when they were fucking the 70s? <laughs> Shit. It just it's a t- totally different. It, it, and this is something that okay, I'm about to I'm about to go get off my lawn on on everyone right now, but there's something I really hate about the NBA Daryl. And What's I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. Nobody plays good basketball for them. The majority of players do not play good basketball. And what I mean is fundamentally sound basketball. We and, and this is why we were, we were saying about Tim that what you said about Tim Duncan the other day, mm-hmm. where it's like this guy was able to become a Hall of Famer just with the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. These players are lacking it, dude, unless they're European. I think, and you know what I'm talking about when I say the mm-hmm. fundamentals. I think what it is is that look at how many guys get dunks and you see them mm-hmm. clearly just traveling with the fucking ball. Oh, I have my share of anger when fucking Jason Tatum was running and stiff arming people and mm-hmm. not getting fucking called for damn. And there's just a sloppiness know? to it. Mm-hmm. Like the fact okay, the fact that you have a player like um Tyler Hero coming into the league and he can't dribble. Mm-hmm. Like are you, what the fuck are you telling me? A five-year-old can dribble. You know what? I I understand that that I'm very you know uh, you were talking like dribble moves and things like that and you know five-year-old can do that that i'm aware of but (laughs) but i think you understand really what i'm trying to say here Mm -hmm. it's just i don't know i don't know again get off my lawn i'm an old man kind of shit i just i don't know maybe this just watching the spurs it's like they're they were fundamentally sound (laughs) One more, one more thing from the from the wrestling front uh, that I've yeah. also figured out just yes. now. Apparently, there's there's a rumor going around, just a rumor, uh-huh. that Matt Riddle took his kids to a strip club. Um, and the reason the reason why, uh, I don't, you know, I'm not even going to speak on the reason why because I don't know. Uh-huh. Apparently, he took his kids to a strip club. You see Lou Williams there? Uh, 
<laughs> I have to find a way to tie it back to basketball somehow. Uh, how the hell, Matt? Find that out, though. Like, what? Well, what is the source for look, that? Look, a good journalist will find shit out. I, yeah, I guess I just. Okay. Uh, well, okay. A good journalist, assuming that that's true, let's let's assume that let's assume it's true. <laughs> oh my God, Matt! What are you doing, mm, bro? Matt. I. <laughs> I don't fucking know, man. This this has been a wild ass fucking Memorial Day, man. It really has. You're, you're There's a lot of shit that. that's happened today. You're not no, you're 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 not wrong. Um, what the fuck? Okay, what were we talking about before that? Oh, I was old manning shit right now. I don't know, Daryl. What do you think about the fundamentals of basketball and how it feels like everybody's just so willing to brick up threes because they think they're all Steph Curry? I think they're not that a lot of these players that are coming into the league and, and you see a lot of these guys is taking a long time for them to get into the game because I think a lot of them are struggling to find their own game. I don't think it's that they're not learning or don't know. It's that I think the way that everybody's coming into the league, you got to be Steph Curry to make an impact. I'm glad you brought that up. LeBron James to make an impact. You have, instead of, playing within their own skill set and thriving off of that. Tim Duncan Tim Duncan excelled because he knew what his skill set was and improved upon that and played within that and, and grew his game once he got, you know, the things that he was good at down back. I'm so glad that you brought that up because the whole reason that I that this even popped into my head and, and well, other than the fact that these are things that you see when you're watching basketball. You can see the sloppiness. You can see some of this stuff, right? But I, I think it was probably the Dan Patrick show where, where he did mention that specifically what you said, where it's like, everybody's trying mm. to be these guys instead of trying to be who they are mm. and do the things that they're good at. That's the difference. Mm. That's, that's how come it, it, everything is so sloppy is because everybody's trying to fit into what you, like you said, these specific molds when you know what? <laughs> No matter how much you fucking try, you cannot be LeBron James and you cannot be Steph Curry. You can't. You you have to. You shouldn't. You have to take. I think, and I think a, a lot of it is pressure from these teams for these players to be amazing because everybody's trying to do too much at one time instead of just hone in on what you're quiet. great at. And and that's why the 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 Warriors have been so successful. They allow these guys to excel what they're good at, mm-hmm. and then you work everything else in as time goes on. And look at Draymond. Exactly. Look at Draymond. Draymond. You'll see Draymond, Draymond trying to play to like Kevin shot. Durant or Kevin and Garnett. Draymond doesn't have to go out and take a single shot if he doesn't want to. All he's got to do is go out and play defense. But because that's the role that he fits in, that's yep. the role that he's that's his strength. His strength as of now, as the player that he is of, I, I say advanced age like he's an old man, of advanced mm-hmm. age for, for an athlete, yeah, he's not going to do the things he used to, but he's adjusted and he's playing to his strengths. Look mm-hmm. at everything that they're – that's what I love. Man, I can't believe I'm going to say this. That's what I love about the Warriors. Okay, I like that they, they just do shit, right? They really do. Speaking, speaking of which, I don't know if you've seen this shit on Twitter, but somebody <laughs> – Somebody put a tweet out talking about Clay Thompson is one of the most unselfish players and it's not talked about much, saying that he could have been a number one option on another team. Come stop. I love Clay, but let let's let's be fucking honest here. 
if Clay was the first option anywhere, he'd probably barely put up 20 and they'd be a lottery team or or a, a edge of the of the playing team. They play and look, they play off each other well. That, the reason that the reason all of that works is because every single person on that roster complements each other. But but I think that, I don't that think, Steph look, could do without Clay if the Warriors weren't tied to yeah. Clay's contract and the yeah. fact that he'd been there for a while. They yeah. could do a great job of they can't build around Clay. He's not no, that type of no. player, and that's fine. He is, but you he don't, is you don't great... need to be the centerpiece player. It's no, okay. it's okay to be Manu Ginobili. It's okay to but be people fun. are like, you oh, whoa, I mean? Clay is unselfish. No, Clay is in exactly the role he should fucking be in. It's like it's that's like why Robert he's Ori. Like Robert Ori was good for the one thing that but, he needed but to do. I think it's but even different I mean? than Robert Ori. He he, Clay oh, no, Thompson is like way different. But it's kind of like what. Manu Ginobili was – oh, Tony Parker was oh, the Spurs. Right. Well, yeah, they're good examples. Yeah. You don't need to be a main scorer. Mm-hmm. You just need to what do, do you what do you need really to do good? when you're called on. Exactly. What is it that you're good at doing the most? Manu was really – you know what? Manu was really good at bringing the, giving the, the, the bench a spark, you know? Mm-hmm. Coming off the bench, he was always really good at igniting. Dude could hit threes. Insane uh, shit your pants passes that you're like, what the fuck are you doing? And then the pass makes it and you're like, oh, that's what you're doing. I just don't have the same on-court vision that you have. Uh, but but, but, they, but they were good for the roles that they fit. It's like a Bruce Bowen. Bruce Bowen's not going to be out there, you know, being an offensive anything. But he's a defensive dude who's going to, you know, do what he's going to do. Bruce Bowen, we know what you do. Uh, and Clay, and Clay is not maybe you know obviously Clay is a better player, but he fits the role he's in, and there's nothing wrong with fitting the role that that you're in. And I think a lot of mm-hmm. players are just so hell bent on being the guy, uh, or again playing like someone else. It, <sighs> it, yeah, yeah. It's like I don't know. That, that's kind of what it does feel like is missing from the NBA. Like your specialists, you know, the guys who just do very specific things and it's okay to have them because they all complement each other. So, you know what, you end up with a team who plays a complete game because they have somebody to fit every role. Mm-hmm. Oh man. It's like, I, Dennis, um... it's like Dennis Rodman. That's a it wonderful was... example because wait, because Dennis Rodman was good for two very specific things. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. By the time you got to the Bulls, and people will never fucking say this, but it's true. By the time you got to the Bulls, he was not the defensive player that he used to be. Oh fuck no! He was carried by the system more than. But but you know what he did do? That motherfucker got rebounds like nobody else in basketball did. Oh hell yeah! And he was a fucking agitator. Yes, but but (laughs) you you know what? There's a reason that he's called the worm. And -hmm. when you think of rebounding as a fucking badge in 2K, it's called the worm because. Because that is the he had a very specific role and he was mm-hmm. great at it. And you know what all those fucking rebounds would do, Daryl? That just mm-hmm. gives Jordan the ball again. Okay, like it's a and I, I mean here on again. I, I'm just gonna st- stay. I'm gonna get off my lawn and go back inside. You take over on that one because <laughs> holy um, crap, I'll man the fuck out of that. You know what? I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think I got anything else to add to that conversation. So I'm gonna. It's not wrong. That's uh, why. <laughs> That's the thing. It's not wrong. It's like it's like everybody in the everybody wants like loves their flashy basketball. I'm over here like let them fucking mm-hmm. throw clotheslines. God damn it! 
Like somebody do an atomic drop. Somebody fucking drop kick someone. I, I need it. <laughs> like, holy crap. Which, by the way, uh, next time, next pay-per-view we're watching, mm. there better be some Dennis Rodman on it. Not Carl Malone. We don't need to see Carl Malone. Ooh, or better yet, maybe some Jay Leno and Hulk Hogan. Mm. Because in that because in WCW's canon universe, mm. Jay Leno could beat up Hulk Hogan. All five nine of him. No, not even five nine, like all five seven of him. <laughs> and his chin. Oh God. shit. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out as a poll to my friends there. It's like, hey, which pay-per-view should we watch? I'm gonna let I gotta finish them double with nothing, bro. Because I started it. I watched the first uh it was good. hour. So dude, my buddy was in a spot where mm. we're standing, you're standing here, mm. just look up like five feet away, and there's mm. them walking out of the stage. Dude literally mm. has pictures of everybody coming out of the tunnel as mm. they're coming out of their interest. Mm. Yeah. Also, I mean, we all knew CM Punk was getting it though. Uh yeah. That was so, um I I I hate that for Adam Page. I really do. Because if it kind of feels like AW never went in with his title run and he had great match after great match after great match. And it was just like, oh, yeah, well, he's here. He's our champion. He should probably call up Kofi Kingston and ask how that feels. Well, it, it, at least he got a full at least he got a full match. <laughs> okay. But you, but you get what I, I mean. I get why they ran with CM Punk, though. I mean, you brought no, him he's in. Hot. And he's hot. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. hot. He's hotter than he's ever going to be. Plus, mm-hmm. look, they're never going to pass up another uh, a chance to stick a middle finger at Vince McMahon. I mean, also, will. Tony can't. I will resist. give it. I'll give it. I'll give Tony credit here. Adam Page is what thirty five. Oh, he's thirty. He's only thirty. I was gonna say, I was gonna say he's not thirty five. That's too old. So also, oh, son of a bitch, he's my age. God damn it, that's sad. <laughs> damn it. Oh, but it, but it, it does Darryl. give them a lot of, of versatility and one because Sim Punk has a lot of people in that company that hate him, and there's a lot of matches that could be made from that. So I do like the possibility of no, there's so many stories with punk. Oh, yeah. So many plus I'm gonna be honest, man. Some people, and I think Adam Page might be one of them. It's like mm. with Mox. I think Mox is falls into the same category that I'm about to bring up. Some people are better in the chase, Austin. Some guys are just some guys. The stories are better on the chase. Now, Paige, True. Paige, I think Paige I was think really starting to, to catch a stride with the title, though, bro. Yeah, well, like, that's he what was, I was cutting better he promos. He was. But you know what? Sometimes it's not that first title ring. Because mm-hmm. look at Roman. Yeah. Oh, shit. Took him about what? Four or five. Well, yeah, but to be fair, four or five reigns in a WWE in WWE are probably. Yeah, because they were like hot potato when that. Yeah. Yeah, and and look, I'm never going to be against hot potatoing a title when the story mm-hmm. calls for it, and it and it lends itself to the story like you did with Austin and The Rock, mm-hmm. where you do have hot potatoing of the Austin. Well, okay, also they were in a situation where they had like five top guys, and they were like, "What the fuck are we going to do with these guys and mm-hmm. get them all? The, how are we going to get all get them all the belt?" But I think AEW is about to run into that problem, especially. I don't know if you've seen the shit with MJF last night. I've um, heard but, some things, but I don't know if it was also, a work or not. I'm pretty but, sure it is. With AW, a 90% of it is a is a work shoot. But see, I know MJF is legitimately pissed off about his contract situation. So I don't know if it was a so work. I don't know about or, his contract situation. So please tell me. So with Punk and Jeff Hardy, who I don't know if you heard, but he looked like shit for like now, okay, okay. 70% so, okay. of that match last Wait, night. I'm so glad that you brought that up because in the group mm-hmm. chat, 
that I'm in, mm-hmm. which is just a bunch of fucking wrestling nerds. They, mm-hmm. uh, my buddy Lewis, who's, tra- who's also training to be a wrestler. So, you know, mm-hmm. uh, he asked everybody, he was like, y'all, you know, what's up with Jeff? Like, dude looked off. And, and, mm-hmm. and everybody kind of was like, eh, I didn't know that. But I'm like, I mean, you can usually tell Bro, when Jeff's off. If you, I don't, if, if we, because I know you're not a big AW fan, but no, okay, l- l- I'm gonna pull. It. I know you're not a fan of the of the culture I'm of a, I, AW. No, I'm not not even that. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a fan of of wrestling fandom mm-hmm. in general because mm-hmm. I think it doesn't matter what promotion. I think all of it is a very toxic little community right oh, now. Oh, definitely, and is. that's how come I want. Well, last night it. was fucking awful. I got on Twitter. I'm like, bro, that's do y'all right. not like wrestling? What the you fuck? The, like they were do. complaining about every little fucking thing that didn't go the way and they wanted it and i'm like that's why i bro, don't watch wrestling i get it what wwe sometimes i get a lot of the time i get it vince is just fucking insane but like but some of the shit i'm just like stuff that is good ever ever no matter what it is no matter what company it is then what the fuck are you doing watching wrestling all you're gonna do is hate it exactly and that's but, where i was done it's like the mm-hmm. idea that like why do you people want to hate this but trying to hate it like you go like oh that same person who goes on and on about hating whatever it is that they're hating is the same mm. person that will later on tweet oh the wrestling community is blah 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 so great and i'm glad to be part of it no you're fucking not does not sound no, like they love me. they love the toxicity that people like to participate in and you know and what? i used and to I got and tired I'm, of it and i'll admit i used to be one of those fucking people no but i said you I know what it. i said one day if i don't like raw i don't like i don't SmackDown was starting to decline at the time when I stopped watching WWE every week because mm-hmm. SmackDown was on a run back in, was mm-hmm. it 2016? Oh, okay. So, fire. so we saw them live here in Austin in 2016, uh, 2016 17. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that run when they had AJ and they had all, oh, God damn it. I missed Miz with the Intercontinental title and all Miz of that and shit. Daniel Bryan and yep. Miz was doing good work. And Miz the feud with him and uh, Zig, Ziggler. Oh, where where the where the match paid off too? The match yep. actually paid off. Mm-hmm. Uh, no mercy, was it no Think mercy? So. No, that's that might have been the Dean Ambrose match, where he. I can't remember. Either way, Dean Dean Moxley was around on. Well, the AJ in the AJ and Moxley feud. That was, was the a, that was that one. That yeah. was the 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 one I was thinking. The TLC of. match. When, yes. When AJ almost fucking broke his neck on that four fifty. Um, yes, that one. <laughs> but. Uh, God, was it's, that also the same year that they had they that they that they were forced to um they were forced to pivot from a match and we ended up getting AJ and Finn and it wasn't like a great match but the idea that AJ and Finn were having a match on mm-hmm. that programming in general you know what they all was, went downhill with with the AJ and Shinsuke said they they handled that in the worst way possible that that was the beginning and the other thing God. Was, you knew it was well because you okay so here's what happens. It's it's the situation where it's like, oh, Vince's hands off. Vince's hand, Vince's hands are starting to get on it, and you can tell when Vince is starting to when Vince is when you can tell when Vince is getting involved in something because it immediately becomes shit. Just give Shinsuke a fucking title and give him a face run. But Vince didn't want to do that. Oh, so let's have the, the match in the DQ at WrestleMania. No, here's the thing: I'm okay with him being a heel. Mm. I don't need any of the way that they approach that. Your heel, the, the reason that you are a heel cannot be you kick the dude in the balls and that that's all you're doing to him. It can't be that. You know, they, they, I mean, it, it, that, that's why it was, it was so much 
the 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 Samoa Joe AJ stuff was great mm-hmm. because it worked because the because you allowed there, there was some there was some fucking story that wasn't just ball kicks like shit. But um, but I'm never like, gonna blame Shinsuke for wanting to stay because that dude just oh, wants no, to get hell paid no he just wants surf. to get paid. He's and, he's and moved surf. to Florida and he's like I, I'm just living my yes. fucking life at this he's point. I don't blame his paycheck. Him. He you moved know, his family and, down here. And you know what? And that's great for him. And mm-hmm. if he chose to go to, well, here's the other thing. I think he just likes his, he likes his work rate. <laughs> I think he's done with the, with the, that's why he didn't go to, why K, KO and Sammy didn't go to AEW. It's because, K, not I, that I, I don't know, think they didn't want to go, but I think they knew the risk of, but I also if think I go KO there. is in mm-hmm. a spot where, and he's, he's very, you know, I'll give this dude credit. He is, and mm-hmm. I, I, who am I kidding? I'll always give him credit because he's great. He's my mm. Kevin Owens is probably firmly in my top 10 nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like in my of just is this somebody that I love to see. Um, but think about it. Like he's forever consistently said that that was his goal. The E was his goal. That was what he wanted to do. That's where he wanted to get. And he dude, dude's happy with it. To be mm-hmm. fair, he's been uh, Say what you will about the booking at times, mm. but he has been treated well because oh, Vince overall, is always. I was about him, to say he gave him he Stone Cold. Got, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and you know what? And it pays off for him because mm-hmm. you know what? No one will remember any of his fucking PG, PWG title uh, match or any of his matches there. No one's going to remember Ring of Honor. No one's going to remember WWE for the most part. But everyone will fucking remember that he had a fucking match with Stone Cold Steve Austin after Austin mm-hmm. was retired for how long? 20 fucking 20, years. 20 years. Ex- yeah. 20 Think years. Think about that. Like, you were the guy who says, I got to fucking suplex Stone Cold on some concrete. Which I still... Any, didn't he hit Stone Cold uh, with a stunner too? Yes, he did. Wait, did he? I don't know. No, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know I if Stone Cold is selling a stunner. No, I don't think he tried. Uh, I think he tried to... No, I think he tried to go for it. Okay, are we gonna say that after he again got dumped on his back on See, concrete floor? That, but at least with the suplex, the the person who's performing it is kind of carrying you to the ground with this thunder. That's all on you True. to sell it. And if we saw what happened with Vince. Okay, okay, but that, I, oh, by the way, you saw what happened to Vince, and then the best part about that is Austin is. Just, that, this is the best thing about that whole everything that, that Austin did. That you know weekend, what? Is that he just looked like he was having fucking fun. It's like that the was Warriors the thing that basketball. drew me in the, the WrestleMania so much was that for the first time in a long time, WWE was like, let's just have fucking fun and let's get people good fucking matches and fuck the bullshit. Fuck these fuck finishes. Don't tell, that to, just, my, don't tell that to my group chat. He just said, it's fuck it. For, for once in the last... I don't know how long he said the last two manias, I think have been pretty good. He just said, you know what? Although the one that was in the, um, the performance center. No, absolutely not. But, uh, but that, that, was, that was just not going to be great. No matter what happened. No, because Mm-mm. it was a pandemic. So, um, but yeah, I mean, here, so the MJF stuff with his contract, mm-hmm. So he is, uh, he apparently, the whole thing with the plane, he, somebody what booked the flight for him and he didn't get okay, on okay, it. Okay, that, okay, that I heard. And that's why a lot of people thought it was a work. But apparently, uh, Sean Rossap, you know, is good friends with MJF. And he said, 
you know, that MJF is, you know, just not happy because CM Punk and Jeff Hardy and all these guys come in, Keith Lee, and got all this money, and I'm still on my original contract, and I've been carrying AEW, helping to carry the company the last two years, especially during the pandemic. Not just and not just helping, like uh, he's been their number one heel. Yes. Yes. And to me, they're most over here. The the most the the main reason why I watch AEW is for MJF. Hmm? Oh, that dude's a stud. Star. Exactly. And he knows that in 2024, when his contract is up, Vince is throwing him a fucking gargantuan bag. It's it's not even the bidding war is gonna be hilarious for him. And so what NJF wants is he wants Tony to show that he's committed to him, you know, and and my opinion is this. Tony's going to dish out, but Tony's trying to play hardball right now. And MJF's like, fuck is Tony to play hardball? (laughs) Motherfucker, your dad is going to sign the check anyways. Just give him the goddamn money. But see, Tony, Tony wants to give him the money, but Tony wants him to sign the extension. And MJF is trying to keep his options open for 2024. And he should. He has every right mm. to do that because here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. Mm. Vince gets when Vince gets desperate, he's gonna pay. Here's the gonna, thing. I think MJF. I, I'm not saying I that I don't think AEW will never has. Uh, I think MJF loves AEW, and I don't think yes. you know, through all of the heel shit, mm-hmm. he knows that he helped to build AEW. It's his. But I, I also think that he wants to be on that. At the end of the day, a lot of these guys want to be on the WrestleMania stage at least, you know, well, once or you, twice you in their you, you at least want to check the box off that you did mm-hmm. this thing. It's like Cody. Mm-hmm. Like, say mm-hmm. what you fucking want about the guy, but there was unfinished business. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. You to finish it. You have, like, first, and then this is one of those things where, you know, Cody hasn't always been my favorite guy. I'm not going to, I have no problem I still with saying don't. it. No. I don't know if I like Cody the person. I still don't, I don't like think, Cody's character. Uh, well, because Cody's character, because Cody's God. character hasn't, because Cody's character has just been the same character for a while now. He's um, a tad bit stale. I don't know, um, but but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blame the guy for deciding to to leave when he decided to. Oh, people there was were fucking business. pissed. But you know people what? Were pissed. That's his fucking business. Oh, it's he, like okay, he, it's like Cody let me, let me turned go. on the brand okay. and he that, did that same so that same neckbeard fat fuck who probably said that, and I can say that because God. I'm not a fat, I'm not gonna be a fat fuck for much longer. Okay, <laughs> I'm 30 pounds away from being where I want to be, so yeah. But that fat neckbeard fuck who probably mm-hmm. tweeted that shit. Okay, mm-hmm. that person, if you were to tell them, hey, you know that job opportunity that you have over there, we're gonna pay you more, you can't fucking take mm-hmm. it because you're turning back on the shitty company you're working for over here. Okay, that's what I fucking hate about these dumb motherfuckers is that it's that kind of shit where it's like, if you were in that goddamn situation, are you telling me you wouldn't want to have your options open? Knowing that, okay, Tony's going to back up this fucking dump truck of money. Well, guess what? Vince is flying in a whole jet full. Okay, Mm -hmm. if and you know what? MJF has every goddamn right to listen to to. To go after his fucking bag anywhere that he wants. And here's the and, thing. And I get what Tony's trying to do. I get it because mm-hmm. Tony has to do that. You have to lock him up. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you, you don't want to play that you, game for too long. Listen, MJF is the one bringing in the highest ratings for any wrestler in AW, and that includes CM Punk on segments. He is the guy in AW, and he knows that because he points it out on Twitter every week. And he should. He knows. 
He should. When, it's top, when, when the segment, when the ratings come out, his segments always are always the highest rated. Every single week. And and you need to pay him like that. Fucking reason. And <sighs> apparently they're meeting today. Uh, he did not go home like he usually would have. Him and Tony mm-hmm. are supposed to meet uh, either today or tomorrow um, about this whole situation. But I mean, it's just like because I mean, from Tony's standpoint, you got to get this shit squared away. You can't have you can't MJ have MJF taking time off no. because of this. No. You need him, especially well, coming off your biggest pay per view of the year. Well, you also look, it's, it's like, it's like the idea of, you know, him taking time off fine, whatever. Mm. Right. But, mm. but taking time off for this reason. No, Mm-mm. because now you're it's about like, to have an issue with this going into the next two years. Cause this contract isn't up until 2024. Yep. And you know, when his contract ends uh, reportedly around Royal rumble time. <laughs> so, you know, Man. you know what he's thinking? Well, you know what? By the way, we we do have to firmly establish that Tony has no leverage. Oh no, he doesn't. Not here. And and, and it's funny because in this scenario, MJF is is so important to that company, and Mm. he's such a pivotal part of what makes it go that Mm. Tony is in a position where pay him what he wants or close to it, and Mm. give him what however many years he wants. Mm-hmm. Which also that shouldn't be a problem at all because the dude's fucking money and you having him for however many years is gonna be great. But mm-hmm. but you're not in a position where you can play hardball with him. You're oh, not no. because he means everything to your program. Mm-hmm. And if he left to wherever, I mean, granted, nowadays either AEW owns you or WWE owns you, which mm-hmm. let's be honest, that's kind of shitty around, you know, that's I'm yeah, I'm not a big fan of there being only two companies either. Just mm-hmm. like I'm not a, f- I mean, I know New Japan's out there, but New Japan is a whole world away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A whole world away and a lot of political. If people think WWE and AEW are political. They pissed off Kota Ibushi <gasps> and he walked, he basically walked out on them and there's been no update on that Wait, since. From AEW? Uh, Kota Ibushi walked off from New Japan. From New Japan? Yeah. I mean, here's Which the other thing. I think New it's Japan a huge mistake from New Japan. Moves. But, Look, no, yeah. New Japan for a good while has made some suspect moves. First of all, like Will Osprey going in on Will Osprey, that dumb, mo- that hot, dumb motherfucker. Mm. I'm not gonna say he's not hot, but he's fucking stupid, and he I wouldn't, I wouldn't want him. Talks also, too fucking much. And the, the also whole, some the, of the things the he allegation, has been accused of. I mean, shit. A blackballing people because they told on his friends for being pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he's 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 part of the problem. He's part of that toxic environment. But you know what? He's not a WWE guy, so it's okay to not to to, to pass on it. They're not. He's in New Japan, and the other thing is in New Japan. In, in there, they they don't care. They really don't. Oh, well, Japan is a very toxic culture in themselves. Yes, it is within themselves. So it, it does. I mean, and and mm-hmm. and again, we're not here to to talk about to judge on that because yeah. look where we're from. I mean, chances are, if I, I mean, go out to the yeah. grocery store right now, I could die. But anyways, mm-hmm. that's another story for another day. Um, yeah. The point is, it's like it's 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 interesting to see just how much leverage these guys have now. Oh, what happened? Wow. Speaking of Jeff Hardy, 
you know how uh, AEW get... is going to be at the forum. Uh huh. Um, this was supposed to be. Oh no, it's just a, it's a uh, eight way tag team match. Okay. I okay. A lot of people were saying that Jeff was hungover. It was not the case because Jeff was hitting his spots. But it was obvious you could tell, like, he was hitting all of his spots. He was selling the moves and shit, but you could tell it was something wrong. And during okay. points of the match, you heard him, saw him, like, holding his stomach, like, throughout the match. Mm-hmm. Um, The same thing that happened in WWE. Yeah. And it, it was real bad. And, like, he had been fine the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was actually looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. But it was something that you brought up a couple of months ago about Jeff signing to AEW. Or was you or somebody I else? I can't you. remember. It was you and like you and uh, the other person, Baxley, that I had that we were watching okay. the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's he because I, I thought him coming to AEW, he wasn't going to be wrestling every week, but he no, is. No, Daryl, that's not. That and was that's not the problem. Be a situation. And because oh, it's the Hardys. We had the Hardys on the show, and you know the two of them can't cut promos in person, or at least Jeff can't. So you know because Matt has to carry the promos. Okay, yeah, Matt yeah. had a good match at Double or Nothing. Um, but Jeff, he hit his spots. The, the Swanton looked good. The, but, the, but you could still be like, hey. fate, but you can tell like he was slipping on the ropes. He couldn't get his fucking footing. He was struggling to get out of the ring. He was missing a couple of spots. He started to pick it up at the end once I get, I guess the adrenaline kicked in. But at the beginning of that match, it took him like 10 minutes to get started in that match. I'm just like, mm. at some point, and I said this a couple of weeks ago, I need Jeff and Matt. This needs to be it. After this run, stop. It's over. Matt, Look, even in the match, Matt would just transition into the dude can't a backstage walk role or a pure manager role. He can't walk straight. To be fair, he, I mean, the dude has been the, is one of the stiffest movers I've ever seen in ever. But, and he looks stiffer. Like, it's scary. No, it is. And look, and I told you that I genuinely worry about Jeff Hardy. I would just rather the guy not wrestle anymore for his own sake because it seems like he can't. It's like a rock star who can't perform and can't, not that they can't perform, but they, you, the, the idea, and again, we're, uh, this is assuming that, that there is substance things or anything like that with Jeff, but, but for him, wrestling and those, then wrestling can't exist without that being a part of it, it seems like. You understand what, I, what I'm saying? Like it, like the the abuse that his body takes is just yeah I don't know man I just it's I don't like scary. it I'm not a fan of it I'm not a fan of it but I have from, from day one he apparently there was supposed to be an eight man tag supposed to be uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus in the Hardy Boys versus mm-hmm. uh, the Bucks and Red Dragon apparently now Jeff has been pulled from that match and Christian is stepping in in Jeff's place mm-hmm. okay so obviously whatever it was it was so bad to where he couldn't wrestle three days later. And plus, uh, you know, if we ever get to watch that match, you're going to see a spot where it was like, why the fuck did he do that? Well, it's, um, like, I, it's like I say, you know what? Every other week is fine for Jeff. Maybe two exactly. times a month. Two times a month. And you know what? If you did you see the match TV, with him and Darby? No. Oh, wait, okay. Well, wait, 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 Tim. I, I, let me take it back. Yes. Mm-hmm. I saw there what you I go. needed I think to that's where you got hurt at. And I can't. I can't and here's the thing, Daryl. I didn't want to see that match. Why did he do a swanton bomb in all those chairs? Because he's a fucking idiot and he's surrounded by enablers. And Tony won't tell him no. I don't, again, I don't want to. I, I don't want to talk about God King Tony. Do I have to? Do, 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 oh my oh, God, Tony. Not, 
no, no, no. The amount, <laughs> the what, 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 he got cucked? Uh, no, Coke Boy, Tony. Oh, Coke Boy. I thought you said Coke Boy. Yeah. I was like, when did this no. happen? Because if there's, I mean, there's anything, I mean, would be shocking if that was the case? <laughs> okay, look, look. If anyone is a fuck boy, it is fucking Tony Khan. Oh, my God. Like, uh, I'll be honest, that dude, that dude looks like he probably has a lot of Coke dip. I think I should just leave it at that. Yeah, I think I'm gonna leave it at that, guys. This has been the Beards and Balls podcast, where you can come and and have. By the way, I think I really enjoyed the second half of that. Not to say that I didn't enjoy the first half. Mm-hmm. It's just that was some really loose talk in there. Yet uh, again, I don't know where that where half those conversations were going and where they ended up. Oh, I'm just, no, but they, they, hey, no, the we fuck? brought them all back though. Oh, we I did. Feel like somehow we did, uh, but mm-hmm. it was weird. Like looking at Bob Cousy for a second, mm-hmm. but that but that's relevant because <laughs> you know it did happen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this has been the Beards and Balls podcast. This is uh, mm-hmm. Anthony F. You can follow me at Born to Run underscore nineteen on Twitter and on Instagram. Mm-hmm. The, um, uh, pretty soon there will be a toy photography account that I'll be doing. Just you know, because I fucking have a lot of them and I take a lot of pictures of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Daryl, where can they find you? 3D1J on Twitter. The Coaches Challenge on Twitch. All right. So this has been another fun conversation about Tony Khan <laughs> and, the things, and his proclivities and what comes from them. So, yeah, join us next week when we inevitably pick some other weird topic to, to fall into. So, yeah. All right. Just, just yeah, bye. Just bye. <laughs>